We live in nations filled with broken windows, shattered to serve an agenda, to feed the controlling presence of government, banks, and corporations in our lives. We live this way because that's how they create power out of harm. We as a people cannot afford to do such things. If I throw a rock at my neighbor's window, I might be in deep shit. But if my government wants to bomb another country, murdering thousands upon thousands each year, for almost all of my adult life, they get rewarded for doing so. I reward them with my tax dollars, my votes, and my participation in this charade, once called the United States. There isn't a defining principle from the people represented in my government that hasn't been distorted into some grotesque caricature that some may still fall for but it just mocks me anymore. The candidates we're given and then selected to rule are given rocks that we handed them to break our windows. But those of you that live in a stable climate, you might be able to live in denial that your window being smashed out by someone you trusted is going to be fine. But those of us that deal with all of the seasons, we know that isn't going to fly. Even in a perfect climate, there's more than weather that can come through your window. Vermin, pests, and sometimes predators. Boy, that sounds like a great history textbook title about the political class we have today. What scums, what pukes. Only the type of trash that floats to the top of politics would be trying to freeze a whole bunch of people to death over climate change or whatever the war in Ukraine is. It all just seems like a work to me. An act these idiots put on for the cameras and we clap for them. Pay a thousand percent markup on popcorn and tell everyone else we know to go see the show. Well, the show's not fucking entertaining for me anymore. The political show threatens my friends' lives. It offers them prison and torture. It wants to force poison into my veins and everyone else's. It wants to control the way we talk, the way we act, and the way we think. We call it science and allow them to sign even bigger contracts. The honeymoon period of discovering our political system is over for me. This relationship ain't going nowhere because you shouldn't stick your dick in crazy and this shit is Bat shit crazy. Who would have thought 
we would ever allow our quote-unquote leaders to put us in the position of possible nuclear annihilation again. Who would have thought we would allow forced slash coerced medical experimentation on the masses again? Who would have thought that the authoritarian demons that have always plagued our nation that yearns to be free would rise up again? A lot of people did. Historians, commentators, researchers, authors. I know these people now. They saw it coming. Some warned for years, if not decades. And no, they didn't predict things. They just warned of the next logical step in the game. And that's what this really is. And not all games have rules that are fair. The rules are against us because they are designed to protect the people writing, funding, and enforcing them. We can't afford to break a window. They can send people to our capital to break their own windows and blame it on us. They can also hide the 14,000 hours of video evidence of them doing it from us. I have no desire, however, to break my neighbor's window, regardless of what stupid political signs they put in their yard. I know that sort of aggression breeds nothing but rat-like behavior. Us eating one another because we're trapped in something else's maze. I'd rather spend my time left on this earth with the people who can see the perspectives in and outside of this maze and apply themselves non-violently to the solutions of getting out of it. If we have to bite, chew, and claw our way out, so be it. But let's not ever turn our jaws on one another. Because we could all end up damaged. Or worse, from the altercation. We do not need to throw stones back in violent response to the tyrants. Because their reaction will be overwhelming and devastating to many of us. We instead must use our intellect, our ability to communicate, and our gift to empathize with one another if we are to survive the winter fast approaching. In nations with broken windows, the people need to huddle together. You are listening to The New Prisoners. A copy of each week's monologue and source list are available on our Minds page and Substack. Check out our video content on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon. For audio versions, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many others. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you find us and join the conversation by leaving your comments wherever you can. You can follow The New Prisoners and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Instagram and The New Prisoner Number 6 on Gab or at New Prisoner 6 on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest, please email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com and provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. You can now donate to the new prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support with a monthly donation of 99 cents, 499 or $9.99. We also have a subscribe store where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the hyphen new hyphen prisoners. You can also donate both US dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Now let's get on with the show. Okay, I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast. I'm here with TMP contributors Gary McBride, and directed by Chris the Brass Nuts Graves Esquire, and of course, John Henry. And John Henry, would you like to say hello to the people this week? Oh, hey, 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 everybody. A lot of exciting topics today. <clears throat> Happy to have Gary and Chris on. Uh, Chris being remote in some suburb of Los Angeles, Hollywood area, I believe. <laughs> so uh, yep. we're just happy. Uh, he did have a run in with Pennywise the the clown and uh, made it out on top, I think. Uh, so happy to have him. Uh, a couple topics today. Uh, speak out against New World Order and you're going to pay. Uh, you can ask Steve Bannon and Alex Jones. My goodness, almost to the tune of $3 trillion we're looking for for punitive damages. Steve Bannon, prison time. No good. CDC director that says that you cannot catch or spread COVID once vaccinated has now caught COVID. Uh, imagine that. AOC dances, uh, that big booty Latina, uh, dances to protesters uh, screaming at her, which I absolutely thoroughly enjoy. Uh, Joe Biden is still an absolute imbecile. And uh, Nancy Pelosi says if well, somebody else will talk about inflation, our job is to change the subject. So that's uh, that's working really good. And, and last but not least, the CDC says we are your grand master leaders. And if your children want to participate in society and or the education system, they will now be jabbed. That and much, much more. Welcome back, everyone. All right. Thank you, John Henry. And I uh, just wanted to say uh, thank you to all of our new subscribers uh, this week. Uh, I've noticed that there's a bunch more of those. Uh, also, people have been subscribing to us on uh, Substack as well under number six. That's where you can find our source list, which will all the different articles that we're going to pull up and videos this week uh, will all be linked there. And then uh, also you will find a uh, transcript of my monologue from each week, too, which is my weekly creative exercise of rage, uh, where I just sit down and pretty much pour out whatever comes into my brain, into my computer and then into a microphone so you can hear it. But um, this week I have pulled up just to start out with our uh, J6 update as I go to screen share um, that um, 
we have Gary McBride's video of, well, this is uh, about Michael Fanone. And uh, this is going into uh, the media story about Michael Fanone and how Gary has worked tirelessly to unravel that whole fucking story. Uh, this is titled The J6 Story of Michael Fanone Has Been Uncovered by M5 News. So I'll switch back to the panel real quick, though. But uh, Gary, any comments on this video that you'd like to add now that it's out there for the public to, to take in? Yeah, people need to share it so we can uh, get his ass thrown in jail. Hell yeah, That's man. It. I mean, it looks like he's a liar, I mean, right? <laughs> and get him to stop taking the stand also. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like he's lying also under oath too there, um, I would suppose, because none of the story that has been claimed, you know, the ones that are in court documents and things like that, um, make any sense because they don't match up to the video evidence. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing that he said that was true was, uh, I've got kids. Everything else was BS. <laughs> Well, at least you know that he's fertile. I mean, uh, but that's 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 about it uh, with the Michael Fanon. Everything else is pretty much up in the air when it comes to what's true and isn't yeah. true, um, except for the video evidence that you procured here, Gary. So what's nice about this video, folks, is that Gary goes through and he will highlight to you all of the inconsistencies of the Michael uh, Fanon story, and uh, including about the tasering, which I believe last week we showed the back of Fanon's neck where there were no taser marks. Um, that's noted no. here um, in the video. Um, also, the fact that uh, when he was dragged away, when, as soon as he gets into the tunnel, he faints. And then you get to see him do a little, what I would call a little peekaboo um, while he's being uh, carried, I believe, by officers. Uh, yeah. So he wakes up. He's, you know, I guess he's supposed to be unconscious. I don't, I don't want to go out on a limb and say he's pretending to be unconscious, but um, he, it's rather awkward when he wakes up because uh I'll switch back to the panel here, Gary. Doesn't doesn't he wake up and say, "Oh, do we do we take that door?" Like he he, he has yeah, two we, heart attacks, almost beaten to death, back? hit with a pole, ta tasered a million times, and the first thing he says when he wakes up reminds is, me of uh, Jason. Vo reminds me of Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth. Did he drown in toxic waste and was sent to hell in space? Well, yeah, too? but the first thing that Jason asks as soon as he sits up out of the grave is like, "Did we get that door?" <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. just the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> like, you know, Freddy Krueger sure. standing over him, like, come on, let's go duck hunting. Wake up and now we're going duck hunting. <laughs> yeah, Jason's like, we're going duck hunting. Grab your gear. It's such an awkward scene. Like, if you think that they're, if they were putting on an act, that this is like really bad acting. And uh, admittedly, I, I grew up watching wrestling, so I've, I've experienced a lot of really bad acting in my time. And also, those are my favorite horror movies, too, as we've noted here on the show, that the, the campier, uh, sort of cheesier ones are my, my all-time favorites. Uh, look up Blood Diner, folks. It's, it's an absolute classic. But Or Chud and Charles yes, in Charge. Yes, accompanied by Charles in Charge, of course. Everybody needs a power cleanser after all that. But, um, <laughs> you know, when it comes, <laughs> when, when, it, when it comes to like the Fanon video though, Gary, like I, I believe that th this is the, the type of thing that should lead to a, a paradigm shift in how people think about this. It's just about getting it in, in front of more eyeballs. So, um, we have to get this video out and in front of people. And I found folks that the best way to share videos like this, that are shadow banned, um, that are suppressed across all platforms, except for the ones that we're fortunate yeah. enough to be on, like BitChute, uh, Rumble, 
Odyssey, Brighteon, and then for whatever reason, Spotify still lets us get away with uh, some stuff there too. But um, you know, aside from those, like uh, Facebook, Meta, um, you know, the the flog as we've called them on past shows uh, because they come from LifeLog. Uh, if you folks haven't heard of that, that's definitely a little subject to look up. But um, yeah, if you're on any of those platforms or Twitter, <laughs> tw- Twitter has basically buried everybody that I know over the past week. Um, everyone has lost followers all of a sudden. I wonder if those were bots. Um, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with Elon Musk uh, taking over possibly soon or, um, you know, and here's the real wild card, too. I've, I've never used Parler. Uh, I have no Parler experiences really to speak of. Uh, I was thinking about joining it and then it got taken down that one time. And then ever since then, I guess, like so many other people, too, really uh, just sat out of it for a while, just thinking, well, so much for that is to be a, a, a cure for any of this. But now we have uh, Kanye or Ye or Ye, as they say. I mean, Grace, you might know you're in L.A. They, they know all the hip terms out there. Um, whatever that guy's fucking called. Uh, are we going to s- <laughs> It was the guy that was. Yeah, he used to go by a symbol, I think. His name Absolutely. was Prince. And I did see him in concert one time. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty impressive. Um, now with, yeah, with wow. the, um, w- with the whole thing about the different platforms that we're on, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say that probably the best place that I know of right now that we're established on for us all to come together and speak freely, um, would be Gab, but Gab has absolutely no organic reach that I've noticed in the past several months. Like I think we've been at a meager amount of, uh, followers and it's just maintained it at that for several months and i post pretty much four to five times a week on there um sometimes more and nothing really so i'd say on the platforms that we're on like the video platforms john henry that is the best place to have a conversation with us so i've had a lot of luck meeting a lot of new friends and having uh listeners contribute to the show this way uh people dropping links in the comment sections they're on rumble and BitChute. Um, have led to a lot of the articles that we've pulled for even this episode. So I'd say that if you want to join the conversation with us, folks, if if you like what Gary McBride is doing here with the the J6 material and you want to contribute to that, definitely check out his videos on Rumble and subscribe there. But also drop some uh, comments you know, below the video and start talking, you know, start talking to us. Let, let's start organizing. Let's start networking and let, let's try and get this in front of more eyeballs. So here's the thing to do when you when you see this video here, uh, this J6 video, um, go to the little share button, right? And then I want you to copy that. And after you copy it, I want you to text it to somebody or DM it to somebody. Or if you're going to put it on any social media platform, tag some people or go to where, you know, there's other popular videos on those platforms, you know, about this subject too. Like don't make it, you know, you're going into like a, a, a Batman fan fiction, you know, type of, uh, page and just dropping this random link there, even though you might find a couple people there like us that like this stuff. But. All right, I get the hint. <laughs> it was a mistake before. But I mean, the one thing you can do to sort of expand the reach of this organically and sort of play against the algorithm I've found is to rather send this to people directly or to drop it in the comments of other videos so it could be seen by other people that are scrolling through those comments. Because if you're putting into the regular uh, news feeds that people will see, um, the major platforms will suppress this. And even the alternative ones, it, it, it seemingly doesn't go anywhere. Okay. But you want, I do want to say yeah. something about this too, mm-hmm. Six, because when people see this, I was, I was talking to this, uh, I was talking to someone the other day and her boyfriend is a, he's in, he's in the DC gulag. And, uh, 
she to this day she didn't know until just two days ago when she watched the video with me she thought that B.A. Miller was known this whole time still, just like everybody yeah. else is. And so that cop that's laying on his stomach going down the stairs head first, that is not known that they're making it yeah, out. That's an be. image you show in the video a see, lot that the media has used over and yeah, over again. When you see Steger, the Steger with the flagpole and he's hitting, swinging down it, that's B.A. Miller that he's hitting. That's not known. And that's where they're, they're still using that to this day. They've never, nobody's ever interviewed Miller. Um, and that, that picture right there that's on the cover, the, the thumbnail, that's Officer Miller. That's the one that was drugged down head first. If known, he got to go to the Super Bowl when it should have been Miller because he got the crap beat out of him. Um, but to this day, the media is still using those images to make it look like it's known. And the J6 committee knows that. The FBI knows it. DOJ knows it. Prosecutors know it. And they still allow this crap to happen where they prosecute J6ers. And, um, you know, it's to hear him, to hear Fanon talk about it, if you go listen to some of his um, interviews and just know that he's 100% lying with about everything, and then he's talking, you know, he's telling, uh, like he told Kyle Young, that he hopes he suffers in prison the next seven years. Fanon said that to the two of the people that he's uh, had, a, he's given a witness statement at, you know, getting on the stand and he's got eight more to do. And, uh, the f- judge in the last case wants to come up with the restitution where defendants start paying for no money because he lost his job due to all his injuries. Fanon didn't lose his job because of the injuries. Yep, he quit. That is right. And he's completely, completely healed now. Yeah. Magically. Fully recovered after his book came out. <laughs> yeah. But he needs to he needs to go to jail. He needs to go to the gulag. They need to throw him in there with the J six. Well, that that would be some sort of justice, wouldn't it? And then uh, just to point out uh, something too for the audience, um, and you uh, put this at the bottom of of the description of this video on Rumble, folks. When you go and uh, check out this video on Rumble, uh, please subscribe to M five News there. But also, if you scroll down, there is a link to Gary's Give Send Go, and also you can find his uh, Venmo handle there too. So if you find uh, these types of videos valuable and you want to support the type of work that goes into producing this type of content and you want bigger, better and more content from uh, these types of outlets like M5 News and the New Prisoners and uh, Chris Graves, uh, please you know take advantage of those donation links and everything. So but um, any final thoughts to add about the video? Because you did put a lot of work into that, Gary. Like I just I, I want to commend you for what you did. And I, I like how it turned out stylistically. And then, of course, loaded with just mind blowing facts, um, you know, from the video evidence itself. But anything else? To add? Yeah, Gary, you you did great work, man. And I, I've been you know, my situation right now, I, like I need to go back and uh, retweet it out more than what I originally did. I just. Uh, oh, you good. No, no, I'm not good because uh, in the beginning, like with my podcast, like uh, when I first started, I would post it everywhere to the point where I was actually kind of pissing people off. But uh, it, I, it was still it was the point was that it was being seen. So I'm going to go back and uh, and tag the hell out of that. So That's but you, I'll go to people's. Yeah, if they're if they're posting something and I'll go comment. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, me too that's and awesome Ted Cruz, i'll do it on ted cruz but i'll say something put it on pelosi's thing yeah i'll do that too and uh yeah all the other uh fr- fucking oh yeah pricks. if you gotta talk now, some I shit did, we're all I about did, that uh, <laughs> give uh 
I did give Ganell a heads up. Did y'all oh, notice yeah. that? Oh yeah, definitely knows uh, that yeah, the other night. Yeah, always appreciate that when you call out the people that deserve it. Um, you know, it's just something uh, that the, well, the thing is about what we do, and like we don't we don't really go after regular ass people, right? Like we always target the people that are responsible, you know, for things that are rather wrong or evil, and the people that are in power. Like that's that's who we focus on. Douches. Major Absolutely. douches. Those are the people that deserve that type of stigma because they do that to us all the time in the mainstream media, right, John Henry? They always paint us people to be out as domestic terrorists, you know, that anybody leaning uh, center right or conservative uh, should be shunned from all of society. You know, that's what blows mm-hmm. me away. Don't don't you think you, if you was to see that, I mean, I've, I've already had two threats, mm-hmm. yeah. death threats, wow. first time ever. So I know I'm going the right direction. Yeah, but and that then, was because you you didn't have any track. ketchup with my my nuggets. That's why <laughs> I apologize just, for that. No, they just don't want to. They don't want to believe nothing, and it's right there in front of them with video to prove it. You know, they still we're the batshit crazy people. That's what cracks wow. me up. I mean, the the one thing too, and I've listened to a lot of conversations this week, and had a lot of conversations with people actually, like uh, you know, close friends of the show and listeners alike, and just um, you know, we have. Uh, We've reached a point, I think, in our society, too, where there's only so much change that we can enact, like e- even with like all of our collective resources and in, in, in our lifetimes that we, when we've talked about this in past episodes, too, we talk about this being a spiritual battle and it being a generational battle at that. Um, I think that the things that you do, Gary, um, to put this information out there in the on the Internet and, and for right now, at least, you know, can be preserved and, and, and found on alternative websites like Rumble and others um, and can be preserved there, too. Uh, but just like putting this information together now, um, even if it doesn't have an immediate impact, I do have some sort of faith that by making this sort of content and putting the truth out there and put it, actually doing the work and putting it together when nobody else will, that when people find out about this by any means in the future, um, that this will create some sort of change eventually too. Uh, that it that it's somewhat, you know, especially going into the future, that the impact of this will be so much greater and m- sort of even multiplied uh, by the fact that, you know, when people finally found out, you know, the rest of the story about January 6th. Now, that doesn't mean that we should give up and not like put forth our best effort to reach as many people and sort of awaken as many people or even turn as many people as we can away from, you know, the mainstream media and what's been f- the lies that have been fed to them through both both sides of the mainstream media too. Let, let's not forget yeah. that there's uh, plenty of conservative media out there that just condemn these J6ers to to uh, hell, you know, right away, just to you know, make themselves look good and make themselves look pretty for the cameras. But when it comes, yeah, they hate one man so much, they're willing to give up every bit of moral fiber they have. Oh, truth, uh, well, just because they hate well, one and, man, and, and they tie all, They think because I do this, it's well, because of Trump. Well, like, doing nothing for Trump. He ain't well, done that's shit why for they me. hate him because <laughs> you know? he's. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Gary. <laughs> that's why this whole psyop works is because they they play on the fact that people will just target that one individual, the the figurehead puppet. Thank yeah. you, Gary. Well, it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? Not to quote Beauty yeah. and the Beast, but um, it, it is something that if you want to you want to get everybody on the same page, you give them something simple to hate. It's hard to hate a group of people with a bunch of diverse or complex ideas that need explaining. You know, where it's just if you overly yeah. simplify something and basically since I brought up disney something, 
you know, right? Where you just take something and you make it so stupid and simple that like a third grader can get behind the the emotional and sort of moral aspects of the story. But like those people yeah, or well, me. Well, those people don't know anything like uh, you'll find mostly that the people that buy into that stuff, when you ask them about the details of the day, like when you go into like the characters in the story, like I refer to it as, you know, so often, like when you ask them about that stuff, they can't produce anything. They don't have shit. And I noticed yeah. this this past week too, about COVID. Like I, I noticed on Twitter today, it was trending um, to bring masks back because COVID is aerosol. Yep. COVID is, is airborne. It says, and I'm just like, if if COVID is airborne, that's every reason why wearing a mask doesn't mean a fucking thing. And none of these people on Twitter that yeah. are expressing all these really emotional mm-hmm. viewpoints of just like, and all these people died, and it was Trump's fault, and it was Rochelle Walensky's fault, and they were bla- they were pointing fingers everywhere. But when it came to data, when it came to sharing like the actual effectiveness of masks. Or just like of any type of uh, documentation about these people's views versus the people's views that they vote for. Like people that are just like, my name is blah, 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 vote blue with their profile picture with their mask on indoors by themselves. Like I'm just like. And there you and there Ukraine icons all yeah. over your profiles now when they don't know what the fuck that Ukraine shit is all about. It's, it's like Pete Townsend said, man, the, the hypnotized never lie. They're, they're just, they're, they're fucking gone and they're like zombified people. And like, I don't want to take my yeah. rage out and on you the know zombies. What? They're scared you know? too. They're scared oh, yeah. too. So I'm not going to shit all over yeah. regular people. People are scared. And when they're scared, they don't, they're not using you know, their critical thinking. They're not thinking no. right. And I'll tell you what they don't think. They don't, well, they don't think about it because they don't know. You know, my background is oil and gas and safety is a big issue in the oil and gas. They don't know how to don on and off masks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, in OSHA, OSHA, OSHA is all over you, right, Gary? Yeah, OSHA is all oh, over yeah. you if you don't yep. do it right. Yeah, and if it's airborne, it's going to be surface. It's going to be alive on the surface. And what do they do? They constantly do this, touching it, put it around their neck, put it on top of their head. It's Fucking useless. Chewing on the thing, yeah. Unless you're trained on how to yeah. use it. It's so, just so another way to make so people weird. comply. I'm sorry, John Here. No, no, you're good, man. It's it, uh, the hypocrisy, and it, you know we use that word often on the show but let's just look at <clears throat> bannon and um alex jones yeah right so alex jones his whole life is being destroyed uh they're financially just dismantling him to nothing because he said some things that weren't true that were allegedly <clears throat> right in that they were inappropriate offensive and, and damaging emotionally and you see how he's being held liable for that what about the absolute massive, um, you know, the, the, the implications of the lies from mainstream media, Pfizer, CDC, the who? Because here's the thing. Alex Jones said some shitty stuff. Nobody died because he said that. Right. And look at the consequence of the elites and their mouthpieces where they're held liable and held liable in no way. And everybody's bragging about, oh man, they're going to bring Fauci in and Jen Psaki and, and do what? Yeah. And do fucking what? Well, they, John Henry, can the fucking narrative. So they're John just Henry, go, did, oh, no. did you hear, did you hear about that? Tell all book that of the guy that worked under Fauci that's out right now where he goes and says that Fauci was laughing about the whole yeah. mask thing, laughing yeah. about the fucking thing. 
Well, he would. <laughs> you know, it, what's happening to Alex Jones, the way I look at it, it opens up the doors for. That's what it is. It's Pelosi and the Absolutely. And they've been lying this whole time. Yeah. I've lost everything. So I'm going to, I should be able to file defamation against anybody I oh, want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, what? it's not, it's not Alex Jones. He's the figurehead. He's the Trump of that op. It's anyone who questions anything can now lose not only their livelihoods. They're lying. They're completely lying about everything about Jason. Well, now they now they have a thing where there's another lawsuit from the Sandy Hook thing that goes on top of the other one, not the billion dollar thing. Now they want a trillion dollars. You hear about that? Almost three trillion, two point seven trillion, trillion dude. It's like two point three trillion, like what Don, what Rumsfeld said was missing uh, the day before nine eleven. I, I'm like, did he give it to Alex Jones for uh, you know future lawsuits and defamation bullshit? Because that's all this is. It's a figure. It's us. It's us on trial. It's not Alex Jones. It's he's just the figure. He's the figurehead, like Trump is with the January six bullshit. I think they both are in on it, but the, I might be alone on that island. But you know what? It's no, they're both ops. January 6th in the Sandy Hook shit is to keep people from be, what, feeling secure in protesting and questioning things. That is what both of those psychological operations are. And those are two figureheads that are being used to bring everyone else down and this trillion dollar lawsuit, it's laughable because it's all BS. It's have bullshit. You, have you noticed what's been ramping back up? Everything seems Antifa, to be ramping back up. Antifa and everything been ramping back yes. up? Yes. All the, yeah, the group of uh, agents of provocateurs and yeah. also the, everything is and back. And I, I apologize to both Gary and John Henry, but I had to chime in with that because it, no, I'm saying that is what people don't realize is that it's not Donald Trump, who I always thought was uh, I always thought he was a joke, a reality star, whatever. Lifestyles of rich and famous. Yeah. Alex Jones basically uh, he basically took Bill Cooper's fucking uh, you know his whole persona, and Bill Cooper's dead. And I give Bill Cooper more credit because he's dead because he was onto something. So all these this bullshit with the the January sixth uh, that whole thing and with Alex Jones a trillion dollars how much to the so called real family and I'm saying it now because I'm sick of I'm sick of it these real families how much do they need they've been paid millions of dollars for ten years now did any look at September eleventh Oklahoma City look at Waco even any of those survivors Columbine. Did any of those families get paid, like, not only the first year, but consecutively for a decade? There's something going on with that, and people need to open their eyes. And I'm not saying it's a hoax. I actually think kids died, but I think it was an operation. And I know I keep saying I think everything is a psychological, psychological operation, but you know what? It's a lot of evidence that shows that most shit in our everyday lives is some kind of psychological operations, whether it's TV commercials propaganda you name it and i'll shut the fuck up now no, no you got me thinking well, no, about and that's stuff. the thing too i was think i was thinking the entire time like because gary originally brought this up and it, it kind of what sparked it in my mind and then graves you definitely solidified it too more for me is that the government would spend a trillion dollars to cover up their lies because they know what would happen to them if the if the public knew the real truth 
like they would spend any amount of dollars. So they would funnel, they would funnel it through whatever type of weird channels that they could to actually put it in. Because it's our yeah, dollars. Exactly. It's our money. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not liable for the costs. We're liable for the costs. So when we, when we go after them, yeah. whose money are they going to pay us with? Probably ours. Right. Like, it's just, it's absurd. Like we, we, we would be destroying our own government. And, and we kind of talked about this in past episodes too. When it comes to suing every institution that was involved in this in this COVID bullshit, is that at the end of it, are we going to have any institutions even standing? And like anybody that has anything invested in those, or if they're if you yourself are part of those invested well, in them, um, then you're going to get hit. I'll by say that this: too. we should have the we should have we should have the largest Gary John Henry Six. We should have the largest class action lawsuit against the United States government. The United States government versus what three hundred and sixty-five, whatever it is, million yeah. citizens. That should be the largest. Guys, I've been thinking about that. What kind of lawsuit could we bring up? You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm, well, that's I mean, something I've referred to in the past as a Lisa question, and thankfully, Lisa will be joining me uh, tomorrow. We're going to be conducting an interview together um, with a really yeah. interesting set of people from Canada. Uh, that I was introduced to uh, via Lisa as well. So it's going to be a fun time there and it's going to be good to have her back oh, on the that's show. Oh, those people that's getting the show. Yeah, yeah, the people up in Canada that had all this stuff happen to them, folks. Uh, I'll just, just to briefly uh, summarize, um, yeah. imagine being like an <laughs> HVAC engineer and then telling the, the Canadian authorities or whomever that the, the mixture that they were using to, cl- to clean air of COVID uh, was not working. And then afterwards, uh, you are thrown into an insane asylum, um, and then so is your family, and your family is threatened too. And then even your friends, even your friends that are drawn into this, and people trying to help you. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of that tomorrow. Um, it sounds like fourth grade all over well, again. Just, and, well, imagine bogus science. Imagine having like a, a teacher in your class, right? Where just like you're you're sitting in the science class, and they keep saying things that are wrong. Uh, Gary, could you mute uh, in between? And then, uh, so if there, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And real quick, what does that show the people that they mute can get away your with your fucking snacks, Gary? <laughs> You're making they us all hungry. Um, <laughs> and, and they get away with it and it can do it. But it is true. Like, imagine having like a, a teacher that's just telling you shit that's wrong all the time. And then you just have to accept it. Like, isn't that what happens in these schools nowadays, anyways? But just like uh, somebody in a position of authority, just telling you over and over again that the pen is blue when it's actually red. Like this is this is Orwellian, mm-hmm. like in like put using. I question all of my education from public school. Now I look back and I think, what the fuck were they? Were they bullshitting on everything? I look back on well, everything. And Graves, now. You understand to a personal degree too what what it can be like to <laughs> be targeted like that and and be placed in an institution when you don't want to be. And, and people can make up anything mm-hmm. on you. And for anyone listening, this is important. If someone doesn't like you, and you even make dark humor jokes you make like bad jokes in bad taste or it's dark humor or even shall i say you know uh suicidal jokes you know i know that that's not a good thing or whatever but if you joke around about certain things be careful who you joke around that you know just be careful about what you say to who you who you say it to because that can be weaponized against you and you can actually lose your freedom for periods of time you can lose a lot more, actually. 
So just just remember, in our free and open society now, you got to watch what the fuck you say, or they can take your fucking freedom, like just like that. Well, and they have. Look at all the J sixers. Yeah. Exactly, and, and, and but I mean, on a, I, I, I was just I was just speaking. I'm just speaking on a personal level because yeah. I had someone make something up, and I had to have a psychiatric evaluation that was uh, a week long, just about. And I had to play my own lawyer. I had to be my own Lisa to prove prove that I was not insane or I didn't say the things that this person had said. And to and I'll always resent the fact that that happened to me. But the J6ers, they're going through hell. They're being tortured, all this other shit. And Gary's trying to put a spotlight on it. And and thank God he is. You know, it's, it's like the people in Canada, though. It's look what happened to them, you know, and nobody's. Did anybody stand up to help them, protect them? Did anybody fight? You know, did anybody protest? And all that does is what I'm saying. The government that did that to them, that just showed them, okay, it worked. Yeah. They we were made examples of. They need yeah, examples made. Nobody stopped yep. us. Nobody stopped them. Nobody helped them. So we can continue and, to do this. And exactly. That's what's going to happen with J6ers. And I'll say this about, about the folks that we're going to be interviewing. Like I've, I've met a lot of really awesome people, you know, doing this show for over the past year. But they were some of the most, and they say this about all Canadians, right? That they're super polite. They they were like one of the nicest people to correspond with to set up this interview. And just like for what they've been through and, and just like what they were accused of and, and like spending time in a mental institution and treated the way that they were treated and living in those conditions and stuff, the way it's been described. I can't, I couldn't imagine doing that to these folks because they were, they have their shit together when it comes to their, their story, their, their presentation of it. Um, just, just listening to these folks speak, you're like, these, these people don't seem crazy at all. And then you, then you think back to like, oh yeah, the the people in power and people in the establishment have used that trick for a very long time. When they can't win the argument, they just call you crazy. And unfortunately, the people in power have had the ability in the past to literally take you off the streets and throw you in an institution. And, and, and unfortunately in, in the, in the past too, a lot of those folks have never heard of again. You know, luckily we have, you know, Chris Graves with us here tonight. And luckily we have people like Gary McBride and Sean Henry and myself that, you know, aren't yet locked up in the loony bins for forever. But, you know, if, if we don't really stand our guard, um, that may be something that could be happening in the future because it seems, John Henry, that the world has lost its fucking mind. And I'll say that as we go into this week's big four too, but you had something to comment there. Well, I just want to, I just want to say, I just want to say yes. one more thing. I was almost given the, I was almost given the jab when I was, uh, my freedom was taken away from me. Luckily I was able to wake up in time and I almost, it was a, a nurse that proceeded to be get very scared because I woke up after they drugged me. I woke up and just in time before they, they stuck the jab in me. And I said, you get the fuck away from it. And I put the fear of God into her because uh, then she tried to say that I was awake like for hours and I was, you know, uh, conscious the whole fucking time. Lied through her teeth and shit. So just remember, they can not only uh, do whatever, you know, say whatever they want about you and you have no legal discourse. I, I was told to prove that this person made up shit about me, but they can also uh, fucking just stick jabs in you when you're asleep. Because I was asleep, and luckily I I woke up just in time. So just remember that when you your freedom's taken away, they can jab you all the fuck you want. Chris, didn't you say earlier before we started you saw a group of people in an alley in California giving each other the vaccine? 
I gotta go. <laughs> that was that was it. The clown actually, and he charged him twenty bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, it was at uh, Jumbo's clown room on uh, Sunset and uh, Vine or whatever. All right, so moving on to this week's big four. Let me uh, share the audio here real quick too. And um, I pulled this one up, John Henry. This is uh, from Eyewitness News. This is uh, Fox Eleven. It says local parents react after CDC panel recommends COVID vaccines for child immunizations. This is where we're at, folks. Uh, we can't say we weren't warned. Depopulation. <laughs> at its fucking finest. There you have it. Kids don't get COVID. If they do, they don't die from COVID. Vaccines don't fucking work. Tons of terrible side effects, especially for children and young adults. And the CDC says... If they want to fucking operate within society, they need to get a fucking COVID vaccine. This is pure fucking insanity. So going back to uh, the question that some of you posed earlier, where is the uh, the class action lawsuit opportunity? I'd say bulls fucking eye, yeah. boys. Right. And there. RFK Jr. warned us. I mean, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it later. But uh, Guard Goldsmith, you know, yeah, look what they did to his well, family. Yeah, I mean, well, that's Sorry. right. I mean, uh, you're not wrong there by bringing that up, right? I mean, when it comes down to uh, you know the consequences for being the people that stand up against this shit. I mean, look at all the people that have taken personal and and, and uh, professional consequences for standing up for this the entire time. They will blow your head off in the middle of broad daylight on a random on a, a regular street in Dallas, well, Texas. especially for how much you know, that they've done here. Because like with our, you know, the reason why I brought up RFK Jr. is because like he put a book out and he warned the public that when they did this, that it would make it possible for them to have immunity forever. It's not just the the emergency uh, program that they're pushing all this shit forward for. Is that once they get it approved and placed in you know uh, child recommendations, once it's approved for uh, children of all ages, he said that then you can't really sue or, or stop it. Then it, then it's proven to be safe for all ages. And once something like this is safe for all ages, like it's pretty much impenetrable. Like it, it's it's a fortress that you just can't. You have no, you have no shot of ever really uh, overturning um, this type of stuff. And and the 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 vi- the virus, whatever you want to call whatever yeah. COVID is, whether it's a bioweapon or whatever, clearly it's not a natural thing, awesome. in my opinion. I got something for that right now. The so, first, yeah, you're right on there. The first, <laughs> the first stage was to try to wipe out all the old folks. Let's remember that as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, heart. Like my grandfather. Well, hard, hard bastard is referred to it before as uh, old people kindling. <laughs> That's what they refer to it maybe in, in China, that they just view them as like the kindling of a fire. That just, uh, this is what they're Gulp. just thrown right in there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this article here, it says uh, Charleston, West Virginia, a uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention panel caused strong reactions, it says, I bet you. When it added the COVID-19 vaccine to the recommended childhood immunization schedule, some people were concerned this could cause schools to mandate it. Well, and it says, uh, while key West Virginia lawmakers said they would reject a mandate for schools, Eyewitness News asked parents what they think of the situation. Now, it says here in the article, Lamar Hill is one of the community health workers who was giving free vaccines Friday during the partnership of African-American churches. Lights on after school celebration at the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center. Wow, are they desecrating the shit out of all of those things all at once with this? Hey, six. <laughs> what, 
what? six and how ironic it is too about yeah, yeah that gotcha. article, i'm gonna have you point so there you know what what you're yes. reading about and then look at underneath the cat uh, on the right what happens to them oh yeah the mother of tattoo artists arrested after a 10 year old gets that is unbelievable right it's just like there's the yeah, jab, your, your folks. kid gets a tattoo. Like, well, first off, if you're ten, what are you getting a tattoo of? But um, I don't know. But that's yeah, exactly. Kid. I mean, I, I <laughs> but they get arrested for this. And on the left, our article, they get away with doing. Well, well, that. here's why too, Gary. I mean, this this quote alone. I mean, hang on to your shit, folks, because this quote makes no fucking sense. It says, "You want to protect your family members who have underlying conditions that are elderly." That's very important, Hill said. Those are the people who can get sick and potentially die still from COVID. Why is that a reason to get a vaccine? Because there's nothing there. He mentions nothing about it preventing transmission. He alludes to the fact that it will do that, but he can't say that because it's not fucking true. These vaccines don't block transmission whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, whoever you have in your can we stop can we stop calling a vaccine because they literally changed the definition of what a vaccine is over all this bullshit. It's not even considered a vaccine, and it rewrites people's DNA. Well, that's actually part of the next article that uh, I brought up there, Chris. Um, One of the things about too, before we move on to that though, is that yes, not only did they change the definition of it, but even if you looked at it. Like you still would, let's say that you accepted their false premise, right? That the amount of efficacy that these things have been shown to have after about three weeks or so drops below 25 fucking percent. It's not even a good therapeutic. Like it's not even a good, it's, it's barely an aspirin whenever it comes to treating shit. Like compared to the other alternatives out there, and and I'm not talking about Paxlovid either because that might give you blood clots along with a reoccurring case of COVID too. Yay. Uh, But um, as far as like uh, all the other... (laughs) Just drink tequila, folks. Have a good time. You're better off just having a couple shots of Cabo Wabo, folks, to be honest with you. (laughs) Whatever you're into, whatever your favorite brand is. But um, actually, let's let's do move on to this because I think it brings up uh, the point that I was making before. Um, this is from Cleveland.com. Get the fuck out of here with that login shit. It says in Cleveland and beyond, researchers begin to unravel the mystery of long COVID nineteen. Now hold on, folks, because the the real goods come a little bit later in this article. But just to give you some context, it says in Cleveland, Ohio, roughly a third of adults who get COVID nineteen report having what is considered long COVID. And months after the initial infection, a staggering number of those who haven't recovered says up to 80% have some trouble carrying out their daily activities. A Brookings report, oh, they're trustable, from August said a conservative estimate was that 16 million people were suffering from long COVID-19 at the time. The CD says it may be as high as 19 million adults. But whether 16 or 19 million, one thing is clear, there's a lot of them. Here in Cleveland, it says in the article, and across the country, scientists and doctors are trying to figure out what's wrong and how to help them. The symptoms that fall under the long COVID umbrella include everything from a persistent loss of taste and smell to fatigue so disabling that the affected person is unable to return to work or daily life. In between, there are reports of brain fog, headaches, chronic gastrointestinal issues, increased incidence of diabetes, blood clots, heart arrhythmias, and intolerance to exercise. To the untrained eye, the list of symptoms is dizzying and appears to, uh, appears specific to 
to each individual patient. However, behind the scenes, and thus far largely out of media fanfare, researchers and clinicians have doggedly made strides in not only classifying and defining what long COVID is, but also in identifying the underlying mechanism of the disorder and how they might treat it. One of the largest centers of research is right here in our own backyard, it says, at University Hospitals Case Medical Center and Metro Health System. The economic impact from the sheer volume of American workers who could be, pardon, this is what we were talking about before, fellas, could be permanently disabled is troubling. In fact, it was such a concern that in December of 2020, Congress gave more than $1 billion to the National Institutes of Health to fund research on the prevention and treatment of long COVID. Oh, so now that there's a money game, I wonder if they'll ever run out of ups to come in the door. Well, University Hospital. Oh, look at the the American Cancer Association. Have we had any strides in all those donations for decades? Oh, yeah. And President decades? Biden promised a moonshot for, COVID, or for uh, cancer, yeah. didn't he? That he was going to solve the cancer idea. Oh, great. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go folks keep yep, donating keep donating now it says uh university hospitals and metro health system jointly was a recipient of one of the 15 grants the nih subsequently awarded to research institutions around the country in early 2021 and currently counts itself as the largest in terms of the number of research subjects so now we're part of a really large research experiment all of us after the nih and other related organizations you know probably created covid and released it upon us john henry now they're gathering data to see what it does to us long term so let's see what they have to say Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Alicia yes. would say. Allegedly. It says to date they've enrolled <laughs> over 800 patients and they hope to add three to 400 more, said Dr. Grace uh, McCombsy, an infectious disease specialist who heads up the project at UH. The goal, said McCombsy, is to uncover so called biomarkers. And here's what, where it gets fun so called biomarkers of COVID disease. What could those be? It says any sort of measurable biological change that could identify and ultimately separate outpatients who had an acute COVID infection and continued to experience COVID symptoms months after they no longer tested positive. McCombsy said that over the last year, they and the other researchers around the country have collected samples of blood, saliva, urine, or stool, all of which could be collected in the alley somewhere near oh, Chris Graves. Going. I need a cigarette <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Keep it's going. all in the alley next to Chris Graves in LA. And categorize the progression of symptoms for patients with and without COVID. Now, under the next title here, John Henry, this is my favorite part. It says, this is all eerily similar to HIV. Now, we've talked about Moderna testing HIV vaccines. We've talked about the connections with Lord Fauci and HIV and all the medications he was testing on people that caused them to die when they had AIDS or even just like maybe even the development and uh, spread of AIDS itself <laughs> from Dr. Fauci. So uh, we, we've, we've delved into a lot of that, haven't we? But this one says that McCombsy, uh, the lady we had mentioned before, who has spent the last two decades studying HIV, said that the data they have found so far paints a picture that is eerily familiar. That sounds great. Now, it says, in quotes, now I just look at it and I'm like, gosh, it's like a deja vu, McCombsy said. If the idea that the behavior of the SARS-CoV-2 virus might have any similarities to HIV is news to you, you aren't alone. Well, not to us. But it says, but McCombsy said that for the HIV researchers who have made the crossover to studying this new coronavirus, 
The similarities that emerged are unmistakable. To be clear, McComsey isn't suggesting that the viruses themselves are similar. Coronaviruses are not retroviruses like HIV, duh, nor are they sexually transmitted like HRV, duh, but it's the, yeah, exactly. But, oh, you'll, you'll get that at the end of this too. It says, but it's the way that they make the people they infect sick that caught her attention. It hides in the body and continues to wreak havoc in the various organ systems by driving inflammation and disrupting the immune response. In quotes, it says, HIV patients don't die from the virus itself. They die from immune activation, from the high levels of inflammation that causes cancer, heart disease. Yeah, or or, or back in the day with the AZT, that, that Fauci uh, pushed, uh, yeah. meds that Fauci was pushing, Fauci, yep. King Fauci. 100% and a douche. And a douche. Now it says, but haven't we been uh, seeing increases in all these things like cancer, heart disease, liver, and kidney disease lately? Um, But also in quotes, it says here too, the only reason we cannot cure HIV, (laughs) well, even though we've been promised that this can happen, says the only reason why we cannot cure HIV is because the virus hides where the HIV drugs can't go in. So it continues to fuel this high inflammation. That's why somebody like me, who has been studying HIV for the last 20 years, she says, found that COVID is extremely similar to HIV. It's a virus that produces a lot of inflammation. We see a lot of conditions that are known to stem from inflammation, and now we have some evidence that it persists in different organs. McComsey is referring to the various published research papers that suggest that SARS-CoV-2 may linger in various organ tissues long after the nasal swabs and blood tests come back negative. An early preprint autopsy study from the NIH, trustable as fuck too, has found the virus throughout the body in a wide range of tissues, including muscle, fat, gut, and brain tissue of patients who died with COVID. Remember the brain tissue one, folks. And it says in some cases in those who were asymptomatic too, or had mild infections and died many months later. This proving, the authors say, that SARS-CoV-2 is capable of persisting in the body for many months after infection. It also says another study further suggests that SARS-CoV-2 virus may have stolen yet another page from the HIV playbook. I wonder how that happened, John Henry. Maybe when they were pasting this shit together. I don't know. It, it says that it hijacks. Well, doesn't somebody have to write a Oh, playbook? indeed. Duh. Yeah. Good thinking. Yes. That's next level thinking. <laughs> Silver lining playbook. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was under the impression there has to be an offer mm-hmm. to all books. Who would be a perfect candidate for that? Um, Can we say Stephen, Stephen, uh, Stephen King? King, maybe, or Peter <laughs> Daszak? I heard he shot he shot John Lennon, and some mm. people think. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him the way he's acted the past few years. Stephen King's been kind of a douche lately. I was in front of that douche's house in Bangor, Maine. Douche. Well, he's got some good stories though. Yeah, back I'll, in the give, day. I'll give him that. Pet Cemetery was pretty cool. Um, now it says hijacking ancient and normally dormant human DNA sequences. I wonder where they could have got those to reverse engineer its viral RNA and insert itself. <laughs> you make me laugh, six. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder where he got. I yes. love the commentary. It's and, and, and it even says. It, it reverse engineers its viral DNA and inserts itself into the genomes of our cells. The, Graves, this is what you were talking about. Now, here's where the, I call bullshit, right? It says, although the paper was originally met with a firestorm of criticism and fear mongering, oh, 
about the possibility that their results open up the possibility that RNA-based <laughs> COVID sequences in vaccines might somehow integrate themselves into our DNA. Why would the thing that's meant to model nature do the exact same thing as nature does, quote unquote, here, right? I'll just, I'll just say this. Uh, I think it goes beyond the inflammation and all that because uh, someone very near and dear to me, like for you know most of my adult life, I swear, like there's a person, there's a personality change. Like maybe it's just me. I read too many. Oh, no, Stephen we've King had books, listeners maybe. contact us about that and actually claim that this could be closely related to something similar to prions disease, which causes behavioral changes in the brain. You know. Even some MK Ultra type offshoot or some bullshit. I, I don't well, know, but especially it's especially with the Mockingbird propaganda stuff. I mean, this this psychological trauma treatment uh, that happened during the COVID years. I mean, we know just from the CNN admissions, the COINTELPRO. Yeah, COINTELPRO was the likes of you know uh, Cooper there, Anderson Cooper. Well, you know, CIA and we know thanks to James O'Keefe and they Project tell you what Veritas you wanted, too. That they, CNN what, was planning all yeah, this stuff with their, with their numbers. They. They, it's not news, folks. They just, it's, it's the message that they want you to know. That's, it's not what you, you know, decide for yourself. It's what they want you to think. Yeah. Be, beware of the propaganda out there, folks. And don't believe us. Go to the source list. Go to the sources that we pull. You know, read these for yourselves. Do your own research and do your own searches for more out there. You know, don't stop. You know, never think that you know enough. Like that, that, that's a critical mistake. I think that a lot of folks have made in their lives. It's just like, you know what? I know a lot about this subject, but you know, I know enough now. I'm just going to stop paying attention. But do you really though? You have to, if you get one source, get another one, get a third one, yes. get a fourth one and, and make an educated guess as best like, do you, you think can. subject experts like Don Jeffries, when it comes to JFK assassination, do you think he ever stops looking for new sources of information or Gary McBride would ever stop looking for new sources of information on J six? Like that's just, that's not going to happen. The best of the best are always looking. They're always looking for more info. And I'm all, and me personally, I'm always looking for why in the hell are mozzarella sticks so expensive? <laughs> it's fried cheese. It's just damn fried it. cheese folks. Why is it so expensive? But um, now it in the last little part of this, though, um, they kind of blow up the whole narrative thing, too, with this uh, about the DNA uh, possibly uh, integrating itself uh, or integrating itself into our genome uh, through the shots, because it says the authors immediately squashed the idea. Oh, I'm sure that they were scared for their lives or something. But it says that some scientists. So there are some scientists. They don't list any, <laughs> you know, but they do say some scientists do not find their theory so implausible. Yeah, some they found on a street corner at Central Casting for like a, you know, a, a buck fifty a head, yep. if you know what I'm saying. The, the lone McCombsy among them says it is a big possibility, though. So good for her. She says, I would say it is very possible, even likely, uh, that this does that to uh, to us. So, yeah, regardless if you've had COVID. Yeah, you know what I say to that? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Now, uh, moving on to the next article in the little COVID block here of the big four this week. Uh, this one I pulled from BPR Business and Politics. Uh, this one is entitled Court Clears Path for Fauci. This is what we were talking about before, folks. Uh, Jen Psaki's thrown in there. Other top Biden officials, it says, to be deposed in free speech censorship case. Now, I know just from before, John Henry, I didn't want to throw this out there earlier because I mean, it just sort of backs up your claim that, that all this can just blow up and go to sh go to hell in a handbasket in like two seconds. 
because like really whenever they make these certain like declarations to us that this is going to happen, don't these things, can't they just turn around on a dime? Can't another judge somewhere in another district court or some shit like that strike this down? Or can't there be an appeal? There's always some bullshit where they, they, they get away, right? I mean, Hunter Biden's yeah. laptop, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, and Ghislaine Maxwell's client list, uh, Igor Danchenko, Sussman. I mean, how far do we have to yeah, go? Yeah, you can into have the it? smoking fucking like gun this? evidence in their hand uh, you know, on tape, and it's still. I mean, they yeah, can it's like Lorraine, Lorraine Bobbitt and John Wayne Bobbitt. She threw it in a field and a dog almost ate it. That's yes. it. <laughs> I mean, like these people, to your point, though, like I believe that they can commit capital murder on fucking live television, you know, and at this point, somehow get out of this shit, you know, and a lot of people on the conservative pages, um, you know, they're all cheering about this, but I. I highly doubt anything comes of it at this point, right? Because you have people like Rand Paul, um, you know, going at these guys and, and what comes of it, they call them on their bullshit and what comes of it. Not a fucking thing. Jim Jordan. Like what if we see, we see good clips on YouTube and the- places like that of them going after people, you know, we get sound yeah, bites cool. and stuff, right? Makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> But what that? But these motherfuckers are laughing all the way to the bank, well, and a lot of them are probably deeply uh, invested in this too. I mean, having having the prior I knowledge mean, this of, is, of this happening, the whole pandemic happening, actually, and investing in such things beforehand too would be uh, that'd be a naughty list type of thing. But they're they're probably getting away crazy, with it. Man. And then even if we found out that they were on that on that same naughty list I was mentioning, what the hell could we actually do about it besides just walk away from this bullshit? Like I've. But yeah. what does that mean? Uh, what does that mean? Walk away in what sense? Just go give up, be ignorant, go at it's. I mean, and that's kind of the juxtaposition. It's just a fucking hard thing because there's a lot of days that I want to just go, you know yeah. what? Fuck it. I'm not paying attention anymore. I'm not talking about it. I just need to be ignorant mm-hmm. and not care. But then when you look at the rapid, basically just dissolving of our culture, community, faith, family unit. And I mean, they're fucking ripping the country to a million. Those things are the answer. Those Um, are the things that we need to bring back. I mean, if we walk away from this culture, the the culture of thinking that this justice system that is going to provide us these sort of solutions is somehow going to fix things for us. And we just have to have our own culture that does that better at a a smaller, manageable, more local level. Uh, The the justice isn't going to come from this far the chain. It's it's the system is way too corrupt. And it's way too big to ever police itself properly that we just have to walk away from it and just let it rot. Just let it fall, you know, in, in, in the place that yeah, it stands. I mean, that's just, you know, there's at what point is somebody going to do something about it? Yeah. You know, what, I mean, when are they going to do something about it? Not anything that's being done. Here's the thing, Gary. There's a lot of people that are trying, but when do we get a fucking result, man? You know, and that's the hard part. Like, I think about what you do and what you have dedicated your entire fucking existence to, man. You know, just for the, for, for not, not for financial gain, not for fame. You simply do it because you believe in doing what's right. And it's like, when the fuck are we going to finally get a damn result, man? And we always hear examples. Yeah, and always have here examples have to be set. That's what they're saying about the J Sixers now. That's um, 
like with Kyle Young, what the judge did to him, you know, talking about how um, they're making themselves look like they're political prisoners when they're not. They're, this isn't a political, this isn't political thing, you know, using politics for it. But then during the court, and reason she sentenced him even longer was to set an example. Of course. So, and I should have sent this to you today, six, but I've got it. We can send it to you later or whatever. But uh, there was a letter mailed mailed to them uh, filing, filing a, whatever it is, I, I can't remember, but uh, against the judge for what she did. And the examples have to be set where it's so severe, they'll say, well, shit, I'm not going to do that. And if that's lining up 20 gallows in the front of the Capitol and taking care of business, then that's what these are Oh, they're demanding done. for the judge to rec- uh, recuse uh, themselves because- Sullivan yeah. is, hey, did you hear about Sullivan? He's he's not doing nothing. He's He recused himself or he was recused. He was recused. It's filed. It's, it's sealed. Nobody wow. knows what for. Wow. And and for those of you listening out there too, uh, we have done um, an extensive uh, special on Judge Sullivan and the nastiness he was wrapped up in with the whole Ted Stevens case and then leading to the current J6 uh, trials that are going on that he was placed in responsibility of. And really there we saw a lot of the biases, like outward biases from the statements of the judge. You know, just things that just, you, you would know that you had no, if you were one of these defendants, folks, and you go in there and the judge uh, was was speaking, you know, to the people in the court and essentially to the media and everything, already calling you a terrorist as if you were presumed guilty appearing before him. That's no that's no way to receive any sort of justice, regardless of how you feel about well, the J6ers or anybody involved that day. You know, no nobody would receive justice in a court like that where the judge already declared that you were a terrorist to to the court and to the media. You know, so that person should be recused. And also the the, the honor that, that they carry in their title should be diminished. You know, that that person should be bumped down a fucking peg, at least. But you know, let's move on to a, a different topic here. I'm gonna pull up uh this. This is um, oh yeah, yeah, but also while you're pulling that out, uh, while you're pulling it out, yeah, most of those uh, your honors are wearing the robes for mm-hmm. a reason, so they can you know get jiggy with it. If you know what I'm saying, Gary, is, you know what I'm saying. You know, like, blah, 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 you know I, I, is that thing. a David Icke reference? Are they are they reptilian under the robes? They're hiding their scaly little nipples. No, that was a gobble gobble turkey. You know, like the turkey neck kind of looks like a sack. Do I got to draw you a diagram on my Etch-a-Sketch again? I do love the Etch-a-Sketch photos that you send me. So, I mean. (laughs) You said you never tell. (laughs) But um, going on with the theme of the world losing its fucking mind, John Henry, I pulled this one for us. Um, This one's from the Washington Examiner. It says, uh, as of today, Boris Johnson has withdrawn his UK leadership race to replace Liz Truss who I didn't even know who the fuck that was because they took over something a couple weeks ago. So six weeks, <laughs> six weeks. That's like, that's like Liz Fair's uh, standard. Like, when this whole thing happened, I literally six was like, wait a minute, who stepped down? I was like, I didn't even know they yeah. had anyone to replace Johnson yet. I thought they were just letting the, sit, let the seat air out a little bit from his fat ass. You know, just kind of just letting letting the stank kind of wash out. About of it me or uh, Wait, so you talk about the lady they were comparing to Trump? She oh yeah, quit? already. Yeah, yep. not good. It says here, uh, former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced Sunday that he is pulling out of the race. Oh no, you never pull out to replace Liz Truss <laughs> as Conservative <laughs> Party chief, which would have returned him to his old job. Now Johnson, 
ding, ding, uh, made the announcement three days after his successor, Liz Truss, resigned from the position after just 44 days in office. Wow. I have had jobs that, that I've quit in less days than that, but not many. And I've had a lot of jobs that I've quit in the past. So I quit <laughs> Domino's Pizza after half an hour. That. See, the whole shakeup was supposedly right. And if you go and search like the mainstream news articles, every single one of them references a tax cut that, that she wanted a tax cut. And it was so bad that everybody was against it. And, and, I, and I'm just like, OK, so is this a way for them to like the, to just write off any type of conservative economics altogether? Like, is this an entire banking ploy? Like, how dare you say that we can't just print money and uh, by the trillions of dollars, you know, per day and that it won't affect the economy at all? You know, how dare you say that? You know, and like, so, you know, cutting taxes and returning to some it sort of like fiscal conservatism, that is like, you might as well be like in black metal face paint and walking into like a, a, a born again Christian church. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, it's just. <laughs> The, yeah, this is evil to them. Like the real evil to the bankers is having our financial freedom. I, I think uh, Chris, your friend Tony Arterburn, would back us up on that one, right? Um, but and it says here too in quotes, there Absolutely. is a very good chance that I would be successful in the election with the conservative party uh, members, and that I could indeed be back in Downing Street on Friday. Johnson said in a statement. But in the course of the last days, I've sadly come to the conclusion that this would simply not be the right thing to do. You can't govern effectively unless you have a united party in parliament. So my question to them is, um, who the fuck is going to take over there? I mean, does it make a difference? Are they completely fucked? Have, have they even really truly separated themselves through the Brexit that they voted in years ago? Like, are they are they still like beholden to to that and that whole deal as well? Like, uh, how... How far does the corruption go into this where it's just like what we were talking about? Is this well, salvageable? The New World Order didn't have them up in charge. So they don't oh, yeah. Nobody. And it says <laughs> the New World Order knows what it's oh, doing. Yeah. And, and just uh, it says here, too, um, uh, I guess this other person, Sunak, announced his candidacy for the party. I don't know anything uh, really about these these people. Did you just say Poison Sumac is up for the, a yeah, re-election? Yeah, apparently it's a finance a finance minister too that's up as well. So that 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 goes into what we were just talking about that about how these uh financial institutions uh, pretty much rule the world and the person's name is Rishi Sunak. So it sounds like a mushroom mixed with Poison Sumac. That's fucking terrible. That's some Goomba. That's some Goomba. Fucking uh, 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 King Cooper. Yeah, shit if right you there. eat it, you feel like you're itchy, and then you just scratch yourself to death. Like, in well, that's only what my dates say after the, fir- the <laughs> third date. John Henry, you got a pretty nasty meat rash a couple months ago. You almost scratched yourself to death too. That's a terrible way to die. I wanted to rip <laughs> oh my, my skin off of my body. It was almost as bad as Graves' monkeypox outbreak. Uh, um, keep going. Hi, my cigarette's <laughs> almost done. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's brutal. <laughs> now, moving on to the world being insane. Um, North and South Korea, according to the Daily Mail here, have exchanged warning shots along the disputed sea boundary amid heightened tensions following North Korea's recent barrage of missile tests. Can I just make a comment? I sent the, that meme to you that I really enjoyed this week, which was Kim Jong smoking a cigarette like in a dark area. <laughs> and they're like, 
Little do you know, this man's the only thing that's protected us from Godzilla this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, meanwhile, they have like, they, they're like, they demand that they like bow to him, like, because the he created the sun every day. I do shit. have that. Oh, they read the Bible. And I have it right here for us to bask in its glory. He's like, yes, when yeah. everyone thinks you've been launching missiles in the ocean because you're a madman, in reality, you've been, on, you've been the only thing holding back Godzilla for years. There he is, just lighting up the smoke. Absolutely. And the, hey, the former former pre- president, or whatever for uh, China, is he still alive? Oh, that I, I don't know. What just I, happened I, with that? What just happened with President Xi? Something happened where he um, got elected again. Of course, I'm sure, totally legitimately. Yeah. But then, just like our elections, denounced <laughs> or yeah, yeah, they forced that dude out of his chair. Yeah, and hauled his ass out. Like, and oh now the God. new one wants to be in there for life. Now, did I read that correct, or is that a different country? I, I don't know, I'm, but he didn't want to get up. You, I don't know. It's, you never know. What's I mean, that's the way country, I would but. want it to be over there. Because as soon as you're not in power, like if if you've seen what has happened to like former big players in Russia that have escaped the Russian countries and even gone abroad, um, they've been taken out. <laughs> one by one, like all the all the outside interference and competition that existed there for Vladimir Putin, they have slowly withered away over the years with like radiation poisoning. They've been you know, poisoned, just yep. exploding all of a sudden, like stuff like that. So yeah, if, uh, I'm sure the Chinese wouldn't be it's that. Like, far it's like Clint- it. it's it's like Clinton. It's like the Clinton family yeah, type absolutely. shit, you know. So um, let's see here. President Xi Jinping, China's most powerful leader in decades, increased his dominance Sunday when he was named to another term as the head of the ruling Communist Party in a break with tradition and promoted allies who support his vision of tighter control over society and the struggling economy. Oh, that sounds yeah. positive. Uh, Xi, who took power in 2012, 10 years now, uh, was awarded a third five-year term as general secretary discarding a custom under which his predecessor left out for 10 years. Uh, the 69-year-old leaders expect 69, so it's the same guy. 69, because he said on the radio here in Los Angeles that the 69-year-old it wants to be uh, installed there for life. So, That's exactly I mean, what the next, literally the next line graves is. The 69-year-old leader is expected to, uh, by some to try to stay in nice. power for life. Yeah. Uh, the party I also named a seven-member standing committee. Its inner circle of power dominated by Xi allies after Premier Li uh, Keqiang, the number two leader and an advocate of market-style reform in private enterprise, was dropped from the leadership. Uh, number Saturday. two, son of a bitch. That was despite Li being a year younger than the party's informal retirement age of 68. <laughs> uh, power two. will be even more concentrated in the hands of Xi Jinping, said John B- Pierre uh, Cabastan. Uh, a Chinese politics uh, politics expert at the Hong Kong Baptist University. Shock wow. that even exists. Uh, the new <laughs> appointees are all loyal to Xi, he said. There is no counterweight for checks and balances in the system at all. On Saturday, Xi's predecessor, a 79-year-old Hu Jintao, uh, abruptly left a meeting of the party central committee with an aide holding his arms. That prompted questions about whether Xi was flexing his powers by expelling other leaders. The official Jinha news agency later reported that Hu was in poor health and needed to rest. Xi uh, and other standing committee members, <laughs> none of them women, shocked, uh, appeared for the first time as a group before the reporters in the Great Hall of the People, the seat of China's ceremonial legislator in central Beijing. 
The number two leader was Li Kang, um, the Shanghai party secretary. That puts Li Kang, who is no relation to Li Riquang, in line to become premier, the top economic okay. official. Zhao Li Ji, already a member, was prompted to number three, uh, likely to head the legislature. Those posts are to be assigned when the legislature meets next they year. They should do like a draft, um, like the NFL year. does, like make it a big event, you know, for us, <laughs> just so we know like who the leader of like the world in slavery and manufacturing of goods is is going to be. Did y'all see the video of him getting ripped, pulled up out of his chair? No, but y'all can send no. that to the Twitter. You need to see uh, the video because that video speaks a lot. And you can hear the cameras going off, just shutters. Nice. Just taking pictures. And it was a show. It was, I mean, it's like basically this is what's going to happen to you if you defy me. Because the guy that got him out of that chair, he leans forward, bends over to him. and just. Oh, Gary. Gary, you're right. Gary it reminds me of that famous uh, film footage from 1979, I think, uh, when Saddam took power. I mean, after we put him in oh, place, yeah. of course. But after Saddam took power, he had a whole press conference where he was naming all the people that that uh, wouldn't uh, bow down to him or wouldn't uh, go along with his uh, future plan or whatever. And then when he named somebody in the room, they were taken out and you knew they were going to be executed and uh, some of them were even crying and being dragged out of the room yeah. do you guys remember oh, yeah. that footage yeah it's the same it thing wouldn't, it wouldn't be pretty to uh know that you're being dragged out of the room because some type of evil dictator just took over your your country and yeah. you know, tossed you out of your it's position especially your peers and people that you oh, yeah. thought were friends you, you probably you know, know I mean? by that point because you've been hanging out with the dirtiest of the dirty of people that it's probably your ass yeah you're dead <laughs> yeah. yeah you're dead yeah they're dragging you to your death and they're doing it in a press conference and the video like speaks volumes and it reminds me exactly of what Gary and you and John Henry, what you're, you're talking about with this uh, other well, leader. Think about that. Unquote. The eyes of the world are, are on these people and they're, they're just going to get away with doing whatever they want. You know, like oof. it reminded me of when Saddam had that little American boy with that photo op. That yes. Little boy with that terror, that just that fear oh, in his man. face. Oh, yeah. Wow. A, a, a photo or a video or whatever can do lots and lots for for evil. Well, yeah, they <laughs> use them against us all the time, you know, to get us involved in wars and things. Like, I, I had a listener bring up the uh, the whole Saddam, since you brought up Saddam, too, actually, um, the whole baby incubators uh, type of story that was used to get us into the first Gulf War. That was the first yep. one, the Kuwait. Yeah, and guess what? That girl... That was crying before the cameras and everything. She was the daughter of the PR guy, I believe, that was behind the whole deal for yep. Poppy Bush, George H.W. Bush, and his push for uh, the first Iraq war. She was not who she said she was, and she was the daughter of the PR oh, guy. But um, no, just to uh, round this off uh, for this part of the uh, Big Four, uh, just to go into some of the details with this little story about North and South Korea, bullet points here from Daily Mail say that North and South Korea have exchanged warning shots over disputed sea territory, and that South Korea said it fired shots after a North merchant ship breached a boundary. Now, in response, North Korea says it fired 10 rounds of artillery shells as a warning. And it says this also comes weeks after heightened tensions over missile tests from the north. So now moving on to uh, what we were just kind of talking about with um, things being uh, 
dredged up uh, in, in the environment and other things and, and, and stuff from the past. Well, this is from nature. This was sent to us from a listener. And um, that listener was talking to me about how the, you know, just like in the past with uh, the Gulf War, like we were just talking about, and other bits of propaganda were used to scare people shitless into just giving themselves over uh, to the uh, military industrial complex and its solutions that are, that are offered to us through the mass media uh, that they pretty much own. Uh, now, this one uh, from Nature, though, is says that the Nord Stream blasts have sparked a concern over chemical weapons contamination. Now, I was, I, at first I thought they wouldn't use chemical weapons to blow this shit up, would they? Oh, no. It says, uh, and this is from October 21st, folks. This says, researchers are scrambling to assess the extent and potential toxicity of pollution after the, geis, the gas, geis, gas pipelines have, were ruptured. So there's a picture of the bubbles that uh, looks like whenever I take a bubble bath. Now, it says, researchers are rushing to find out whether explosions in the Nord Stream, yes, Nord Stream gas pipelines have caused further environmental chaos by stirring up pollutants from chemical weapons dumped after the Second World War. Oh, thank you, uh, chemical companies that gave us all the glyphosate and gave us all the cancer and the wonderful drugs that people were addicted to. Yeah. And aspartame, the Sesame oh, yeah. Street. That's where it all came from. But That's why we need to Yeah, exactly. Cars. That's oh, oh man. Those fucking things. Yeah, don't, when they catch on fire, folks, it's not good. Uh, just say that. Now, it says the, the blast that ruptured the pipelines in the Baltic Sea on the 26th of September happened very close to the Danish island of Bornholm, an area where stockpiled chemical warfare agents were dumped in 1947 as part of the post-war demilitarization of Germany. Imagine. I just have one, just yeah. one question. Imagine what? Sorry. sorry. I was saying, imagine imagine being in that town and like your town wins the lottery where that shit happens. It's just like they pull your ball out of the little the little hopper thing and they're like, oh, guess what? It's born home. You guys are lucky. You get to store all the chemical place- warfare agents. Hooray. <laughs> 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 is this place called Cornhole? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it might as well be. No, is it called? I, did I no, hear it's it right? It's born home, I believe. Oh, well, then it probably has a Nugent like type of, you know, like accent thing to it that I'm not pronouncing right. But yeah, Bornholm, it says. Yeah, it's pronounced Cornhole. And then it says, uh, this is what's fun. Around 32,000 tons of chemical weapons containing around 11,000 tons of active chemical warfare agents were disposed uh, of at that site, says Hans Sanderson, an environmental scientist at Aarhus University in Denmark. Over time, the metal casings of most of the discarded warheads have probably corroded, causing the contents to leach out into the surrounding uh, sediment. Not sentiment, sorry. Uh, Sanderson is concerned that the violent expulsion of methane, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like my childhood (laughs) cesspool. It says, from the ruptured pipeline may have sent those contaminants into the water column where they could harm marine wildlife. The contaminants include the radioactive isotope cassium-137, toxic flame retardant chemicals caused by polybrominated diphenyl ethers, and heavy metals, yay, including mercury, cadmium, and lead. The holy trinity of, of the heavy metals, if you will. The, the Baltic Sea 
is it says in quotes is basically one of the most heavily polluted seas on the planet. So this sediment sediment here is full of junk, says Sanderson, who was involved in the environmental impact assessment when the Nord Stream pipelines were originally laid. These explosions also took place as close to the dump site of these chemical weapons as possible. And it says the sediment uh, the sediments are indeed fluffy. When he saw images of released methane bubbling up over a wide <laughs> area around the ruptured pipeline. Oh, this sounds like a hell of a weekend. I realized that there is a... Sounds like the old Spice yes. TV. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that there is a lot of sediment that will be thrown back up into the water column, Miss Sanderson says. These sediment, sediments are very loose out there. So they're fluffy and really mobile. So a lot of sediment... Having a trouble here. Sediment. They're very loose, six. They're very yes. loose. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know? And they could be resuspended. Um it's, it says <laughs> <laughs> it says his team is now using data from ongoing monitoring into the area to model the extent of sediment dispersal caused by the blast. The group will then use toxicity thresholds for various marine species. To investigate whether there is like, what are they going to do? Interview a dolphin? <laughs> They're going to be like, sir, do you feel well? Well, actually, I swam through some shit. On the, the next day. Get Mad with Chris Graves or Chili.com, we will be interviewing yes, Flipper. Interviewing Flipper. <laughs> That'd be great. I bet you Flipper would have a lot of tales to tell. That that was a hell of a uh, an era in, in entertainment making. You know, in television and well, stuff you like want that. to know something very dark. Uh, the dolphin, uh, the known as Flipper, if you look it up, Gary, please look it up. I'm not kidding. He actually committed suicide. What? A dolphin that played Flipper was able to commit suicide because of sadness. Look it up. I'm please. I'm begging you guys right now. Look it up. I can and prove me wrong. That. Flipper died of sadness. Yeah. What kind of a fucking world do we live in? <laughs> Hollywood is shit, but I still need to, I want to make some horror movies. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Gary channeling the spirit of Flipper here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gary. <laughs> Gary, you're a sick bastard. Never, <laughs> Never changed, change. sir. Never changed. Now, speaking of sick bastards, let, let's talk about what's going on with uh, these climate activists, uh, folks, because um, uh, this is from My Speed In. Apparently, climate protesters have glued themselves to the Porsche Museum, but they needed to go potty. So let's, let's talk about what they did here. It says climate change activists. Pro that brings me back. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Tell you. <laughs> and like, this is the thing. Like, uh, if So if you're working in this place, right? And then these scientists burst in with their, what are they, spray painted their shit? What does he have like an up? Why, they why does he have a pentagram? On, on his stuff like why why is this is that a what is going on oh, is that supposed to be a, a time uh what would they call this like a sand what the fuck is that hourglass that's supposed to be an hourglass there no that was a uh daytime soap oh. opera six we know what you like to watch that no that looks like a yeah. pentagram and what, what is this guy representing his native peoples with this uh lovely uh thing on his shirt here is that what he's trying to say this is the yeah it's a, they're from Woonsocket, rhode island this is the long uh -huh. descendant of the uh the indian from the commercials that cried back in the day right he's he's there with his hand glued <laughs> to the fucking yeah. floor of a don't porsche litter. place don't litter 
how far they've fallen. Oh, on that note too, I was told by a listener uh, this week, I didn't include it in our blocks at all, but apparently the Indian lady from uh, the Marlon Brando incident at the Oscars, apparently her sisters came out and claimed that she wasn't an Indian at all. Wow. Go figure, right? Yeah, I've heard that before. He, she was the one that Marlon sent to uh, receive yeah. his Oscar, right? That, that yeah. whole fiasco. I, yeah. I heard that the, the her whole story may have been bullshit. May have been. I haven't really like looked into it that far, but maybe we could do a breakdown on that sometime. Are you kidding me? In Hollywood, exactly. it's bullshit. Yeah. Six. Why didn't you tell me that before? Three thousand miles away, I flew here. <laughs> it was all my savings. Well, no, I'm just kidding. here's the thing, the, the stuff here. that comes out of there in terms of like environmentalism and shaping environmentalist policy like this and, and, and people's activism, like we're seeing here, like so much of the propaganda that's coming out of those channels, right, is, is leading to this. Like it's causing this type of that's insanity where people are doing this sort of stupid shit uh, to gain attention for a problem that they have no fucking grasp on, I guarantee you. Um, but it says here, a relentless outfit called Just Stop Oil. That sounds like a lovely idea, right? Um, in the UK has created disruptions everywhere from major highways to the Br- British Formula One Grand Prix. And more recently, they threw tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting at the National Gallery in London. You stupid bastards. Well, what about the homeless? They, they could have drank that I know. Soup. Imagine the tomato soup. It, Even with the nasty the indigestion that it would give me. Still better than throwing it on a Van Gogh painting. You know, but Hershey Squirts. Now it says across the channel, the Tour de France cycling race was forced to pause during several stages by climate activists who glued themselves to the road. (laughs) Over France's eastern border, a group called Scientist Rebellion. Yeah, brings me back. Brings me back to the road. (laughs) Man. What kind of glue are that? Is it set up that quick? I don't know, but that's that's some OnlyFans type of stuff. I don't get into that. Now it says it took. Yeah, that's extra on my page. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it it, I'm sure they could get their asses up with that poor started. Well, that's the thing. Over. It says the Scientist Rebellion took the sticky route when nine members glued their hands to the floor of the Porsche Pavilion of Volkswagen's Auto Stop <laughs> Museum in Wolfsburg on Thursday. The protesters have several requests for v, the uh, VW Group CEO Oliver Bloom as listed in a Twitter thread. So they can list demands in a Twitter thread about this and get away with that. No bans there. No shadow ban. I bet you that was boosted by Twitter. And then it says among, yeah, especially with the stickiness, they love that over there. Twitter CEO and our, you know, Twitter safety. Oh yeah, stickiness central. <laughs> now it says support for capping the maximum speed on German highways to 100 kilometers per hour or 62. They want to turn the maximum speed on German highways to just 62. 62. I mean, I don't know about you, John Henry, and I'm not proud of it, but isn't I'm, the autobahn like where there's no speed you, limit you at all? Isn't it two in a residential <laughs> area in second gear in some of these German-made cars? What the fuck are they doing over there with this? They're they're gonna ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> they're ruining everything. Scheiße porn. Scheiße porn. That does come from Germany. That is true. Um, but a lot of it from I've noticed too, uh, John Henry. We learned a lot of this through our beer education earlier on in our lives. That a lot of the stuff that Germany is famous for came by way of France, even in terms of beer, like all the fancy Belgian beers that we used to drink. Uh, a lot of the French monks were were into that shit. It wasn't the Germans for a while. They they kind of passed it down to them. But um, anyways, it says hastening uh, VW's moves to lower its carbon emissions, canceling the debt and interest payments owed to VW by the Global South, whatever the fuck, 
And it says, and pressure the government to comply with our demands. Now, this sounds kind of like terrorism. Now, it's not threatening any violence or anything. They're just, you know, going into a museum and taking Kinda. over and causing disruptions <laughs> and damaging property. Hey, hey, I'm going to switch back to the panel real quick. Where have you heard about, Gary, where have you heard about people going into a building that, you know, that, that, that maybe they shouldn't have been in and, and causing some sort of like property damage to prove a political point? And then those people were just like, you know, they were given praise and just let go. <laughs> Kill Bill Volume you One, know, the scene where the bride gets killed. Do you know what one of the charges are for J Sixers? Uh, the uh, parading uh, uh, is, is one of them. It's what? Well, no, it's because like the Safeway or one yeah. of the stores. Oh, there. Oh yeah, impeding uh, commerce. It, yeah, yeah, they commerce, impede yeah. commerce. So what are they doing out there? <laughs> are they not doing the same thing? Because they couldn't production? sell Tic Tacs, you know, to to one of the members. I couldn't get yes. my Twinkies. Damn it! <laughs> Hang them up. They're getting charged for commerce shit. Meanwhile, overseas folks, the climate activists can just glue themselves in the middle of a museum. They can throw tomato soup on a, on a priceless piece of art. Sticky. But it, it gets kind of funny. It gets kind of funny. It says such protests are happening so often now that there's a standard back and forth. A group disrupts uh, traffic or makes a scene and authorities are called in almost immediately. The media follow, capturing the ruckus as protesters are unglued or unchained or coaxed down. So they always pretty much get away with it. Give me the protester kid. It's by the first aid kid yeah, hanging I mean, on the wall. Look at all this stuff. Douches. I mean, it's, just, it's like institutionalized. Douches. And I think that this definitely isn't grassroots. There's got to be funding and organization and some sort of NGO bullshit yeah, behind all this for sure. A lot of stickiness. Oh, absolutely. And it says the autostat is a, v a VW gem among the Wolfsburg factory complex with the immense glass storage tower shuffling completed vehicles, awaiting delivery in pavilions for Audi, Seat, Lamborghini, and Porsche. This should have made it at the perfect place for the back and forth, a magnet for police intervention and media. Instead, staff at the VW Museum ignored the playbook. Instead of calling Wolfsburg police immediately, staff recognized the right to protest. Then closed the pavilion for the evening and left turning off the light and heat as they walked out. So they didn't even call the police. These folks were allowed to just go into this museum and glue themselves to the floor. And the staff was just like, you know what? You have the right to do this. We have no, we have no problems with you. And they just left them there. Now it says the UK. Yeah, douches. And it says the UK outlet express likely sick of this happening on its own shores and not inclined to be charitable wrote that the protesters pleaded for medical treatment because their hands were sore and moaned that they couldn't go to the toilet. The paper interviewed one protest. That's, that's me every, every yes. Monday. <laughs> it says the paper interviewed one protester who said of staff, they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in, in a decent manner. I don't think there's any, like I have folks, I have gone <laughs> To the bathroom in a lot of places i probably shouldn't have gone to the bathroom in even but i don't think i just shit in the park uh, i hear but, you but there is they no decent manner to ever for me to ever shit in a bowl <laughs> john john henry is there, is there any way you could ever be coaxed to decently <laughs> shitting into a bowl you know the scene from airplane where they're slapping that lady <laughs> they missed their opportunity there they could have been just been slapping the shit out of each one of those people. That's oh. the movie with the blow up dog. It's the blow job in the cockpit, right? Oh. Gary? 
Allegedly, shit. And they were claiming that they, oh, they were sad because they couldn't order their food. Uh, Graves, imagine door dashing to these folks. (laughs) Says we must use one provider for Volkswagen. Lights off. (laughs) Random unannounced checks. I actually really like that. I just want to say, like, (laughs) like that whole scene playing out in my imagination of Graves bringing them. Fucking vegan tacos. Yes, of course, that would be. Well, I'll shoot in the bowl here too if you want. But is that you? Are you gonna know your butcher? Yes. That's. Uh, I fucked up the Tommy Boy thing. Sorry. That's okay. Just made me think of the awesome Deftones song. Have you seen the butcher? But um, to round out the insanity going on with the fucking climate activists over here. What is what is this accomplishing? Gluing yourself it's, to it's things. Trauma based mind control. It don't knock it if you don't, it don't knock it until you try it. You know, some I of my nothing. favorite videos, and they're typically in Europe, is when these fucking idiots like glue themselves to the ground or sit in the middle of the road and just random motorists get out there and just fucking toss them like they're at a fucking cannibal corpse <laughs> concert at the pit and just throw yeah. them. <laughs> To the you side know, of the road, and I like the midget tossing that allow it. They recognize what they're doing, yep. and it's okay. We're gonna turn the lights off, guys. You know, and we're gonna leave you here by yourselves. Whatever you know, it's they do that at Pizza Hut yeah, all our, the time. Our protesters no, versus their protesters. There's no comparison in the treatment. Their 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 protesting is is institutionalized. It's backed up by the establishment. It's endorsed by people. It's endorsed by the media. These fucking companies. <laughs> it's endorsed by the banks. Because it's I paid just, for by I them. I want to run into this scenario. I want to be the first person to walk in on this type oh. of protest. Oh, when, like nobody. You'd be the night watchman, there. like the yeah. night guard and the security that would or something. Bring me so much joy yeah. in my life. There's I would run as fast as I could and it. let my feet come off the ground, feet first, oh, right towards their head. It would be so fucking enjoyable. First thing I would do is I would just stick my finger on their lips and go and go. Well, you got you got to cut the balls too. Remember that. And just go, the rest of this is not going to be that fun, folks. <laughs> I was shitting a bowl in front of them. Like, I normally don't eat the fat here, but I'm eating the fat in front of you too. Faces together. <laughs> like I want to gorilla glue their foreheads to one another. <laughs> that would Keep going. Me. I just I started another smoke. Keep going. I mean, this is a, a human centipede-ish type of thing. Only they're volunteering for it because... It is. Oh it's God. just a monstrosity. Like it, it's just. It's out there to shock. Can I be the first one though? I don't want to eat and take oh, the no. injections. No, but, but that's whatever. the thing. You're this is out the there to shock grace. people. This is out there to horrify people that the world is ending. That that, that that people are acting this drastically and taking these types of measures to show the rest of the world that the world is going to end in nine years if you don't give all of your money to the global corporatist oligarchy and start eating yes, bugs eat because bug. Nicole Kidman said yes. so. Yeah, it's so weird that these these global corporatists also all own oceanfront no, property. Him. Yeah, I mean it's it's a survivalist. <laughs> the, the craziest thing. Uh, it says here uh, from Daily Mail: Eco mob target another masterpiece. German climate activists throw mashed potatoes. Now you're going to waste carbs like that, around John Henry. This isn't. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in mashed Thank potatoes. You. Thank you, Chris Chris. Especially clean carbs yes. like potatoes. I don't care about soup, but come. But that was people. thrown all over Monet's not like, mule. Not like the mutant, not like the mutant broccoli, yeah. right? <laughs> right, folks. Broccoli. Like I don't real. know what Monet's Lemules is made of. Like if it's one of those oil paintings or something like that. But it's probably not adding a lot of flavor to the mashed potatoes. Like you, you it's made of soil yes. and green. I think they should step up and glue their testicles not to the that. floor. 
Like that's where you like not your hand, not your fucking foot. Blew it to their forehead. Make Show a point. Your fucking yes. commitment. I want to see your commitment, and you, I want to see your little fucking vegan shriveled testosterone deprived nutsack. Super I'll keep going. Floor. I have yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> that's what I want. To see. Then just uh, the first one to have a full like uh, hyper detailed version of Greta Thunberg like tattooed onto it wins a special prize. <laughs> <laughs> now my boner went down. Thanks, six. How dare yes, you? You deep six the boner. <laughs> How dare you, Greg? No, it does say here in bullet points from Daily Mail that Claude Monet's Lemuels sold at auction for $110 million in 2019. There's definitely a lot of money being smuggled in art, folks, but um, it does say that. Uh, Can I just share yeah, something sure. real fast? I like to think uh, my education is, is pretty yeah. well rounded. I didn't know his oh. name was Claude. I mean, apparently. Yeah. Thank you for that. Good old Claude. Now it is say it is not clear at this stage. Come on, Graves. Come on, Graves. I want to hear you. I know you have some fucking absurd piece of information. Like you know, Claude Monet's third fucking cousin cut Hitler's toenails. What do you got for us, Graves? Come on. Well, Lisa Bonet uh, thought Cos- Cosby was a creep yes. too. Huh? You're welcome. I, I agree with that. Now it says it is not clear at this stage. Claude's nickname was Dirt. <laughs> to what extent Claude the Monet Bonet. painting was damaged? Dirt. <laughs> That's funny. I actually had a, that reminds me, and I forgot about this. It's been so fucking long. My family had a dear family friend that was almost like an uncle to me, and his name was was Dirt. I never knew anything but Dirt for his name. (laughs) Wow. I got to ask one of my uncles about this. Uh, I also know somebody pretty close to me that knew somebody named Dirt, and that's the only only name I know them by. I saw Joe Dirt. I saw Joe Dirt in the movie theater and I wanted my money back. How shitty is that for your nickname? Like I was a child and everybody just yeah. called him Dirt, including me. Well, mine was Mud. Mine <laughs> was Mud. Mine was Mofo. My mom didn't know what it meant. She had Mofo printed on the, on the back of my baseball oh, shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Mofo. <laughs> then she found out. <laughs> I like it. I that's like awesome. It. <laughs> I made and my way. told her I was in the dugout and I could hear her scream. It was like an 80s movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should have saw my mother when I told her that my band was the name was Sadistic Pricks, and I have it tattooed on my arm now. Uh, we all do things. <laughs> <laughs> Did she say you are your father's son? <laughs> no, my father sucks. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just funny. I love how Six like cuts in. It, it reminds me of the old uh, Adam Sandler uh, CDs, where like Conan O'Brien is like talking to that guy who's like. I have a snake, man. <laughs> it's lizards this way and that. It was all fucked up. And then Conan comes up. Well, yes, uh, reptiles are known to slither this way and that. And he's all got scared. a new salad, baby. I like for that. That's what we do. <laughs> it's good for that uh, fact-based dialogue. And, and and moving on. Ooh, Did you know? Input. <laughs> and moving on. Um, speaking of shit. Um, speaking of big pieces of shit. You know, that's what the, the goat is all about. That um, it says. I thought you call me a piece oh, no. of shit. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. piece of trash. The, yeah, back this, to you, Grace. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this fuck this You're going to love this. Hey, Grace. And your bench? Oh, you're going to love this. Yeah, and the bench too. No, but this says, uh, Savant says, feces thrown at her home repeatedly. Claims Seattle police <laughs> failing to investigate the threats. Oh, no. It says, Seattle's... Uh, 
Because it was Did them. It, it was just it the may LAPD. Have been, yeah. I mean, this is an awesome article. This is from Fox 13. I mean, this is, first of all, let's just, let's get some facts out here. This is one of the major metropolitan areas where you can legally take a shit anywhere yep. you want. So maybe it's just her constituents. But if you do you, it while smoking a cigarette, God help you. Do you have the... <laughs> Do you have a GPS? Do you have John Henry? Do you have the GPS coordinates for this location? I can probably source those for you, sir. All right, thank All you. Right. Thank you. And this one is um, it's saying that City Council Member uh, Kashama Savant uh, wrote a letter to officials claiming the Seattle Police Department was failing to investigate several escalating threats made against her, including feces being thrown at her home repeatedly. Now, hold on mm-hmm. a second. I'd say that's a matter of perspective. Why does she feel that yeah, that's a threat? I mean, that could be a welcoming gift. It'd be like here. Did somebody write a note on the feces? Like, like what if somebody really needs to know what that type was of the intro to many what, what type born. of diet they need well, to be it? on to to produce like solid stool? And you just want to show them that Try demonstration. It. It's a like, fiber yeah, commercial, man. Oh, this is, this is pretty funny. It's a, the next article says that bags of human feces have been thrown into her yard six yes. times. Most recently, October 13th, one of these instances was followed by a threatening email sent to her city council office. She says, calling her the queen of shit and saying, you can sit on your throne of human excrement. <laughs> now we're talking. Guys, we keep it's having like, this conversation the, about what can we do to change the world, and now we know. She's like the Michael Myers of shit. Remember Dr. Loomis shot him six times? I shot him six times. He shit six times. The queen of shit. Shiza. There's a lot of room for shit in those overalls for Michael Myers, I must say. I mean, if he if he did go boom, like there's two pant legs and like a whole zippered up like body cavity that he could fill with poo. Speaking of, do you have Hey man, the, keep uh, it keep it tasteful, man. Keep you it have tasteful. Michael Myers uh meme oh yes i can find that quickly too uh let me dig back into that yeah, halloween ends is actually not that not, not that bad but, uh, from what people were saying a little bit i'll read through this right. while you're looking for the scroll them damn near new all right swant is uh she's a member of the socialist alternative suspects the attacks are politically motivated she further claims seattle police closed the october 13th investigation on tuesday just five days later and have been dragging their feet investigating the incidents. Sawan also says after another bag of excrement was thrown on their lawn on October 8th, the fourth instance, a police officer allegedly asked her husband, what do you expect us to do, and did not open an investigation. There is obviously a glaring inconsistency between this approach and the way in which former Mayor Durkin, after a peaceful Black Lives Matter (laughs) They flushed twice. Peaceful (laughs) Black Lives Matter protest was held a short distance from her mansion, was provided with a 24-hour stakeout for a full year, wrote Sawant to city officials. As a socialist city council member who has participated in Black Lives Matter's protests, I'm being told that my case of six six threatening incidents involving human excrement doesn't even merit a serious investigation, let alone protection. Um, SPD on October 20th posted to its blotter asking for the public's health help in identifying the man suspected of throwing feces at a oh council member's God. home. However, the article did not specifically identify Swan as a council member being targeted. Uh, so this woman wants... Uh, takes a butthole uh, print. There it is. She wants 24-hour surveillance. 
They need a butthole lineup in her house. They need a butthole lineup. They need to. They need to. <laughs> they need a butthole the lineup. They need to. These look like the these suspects. are the eyes of the shit lobber. <laughs> I like it. The ghost shitter. I love it. He had the darkest eyes, the shittiest eyes. <laughs> no, it says here that they threw a plastic bag containing several individual bags. So it looks like they did their due diligence and collected throughout the week. It wasn't just like one boom. And <laughs> they're, multi, they're multicultural. Yes, multicultural <laughs> you know, from the Mexican food they had on Tuesday. Um, it says they threw the feces into the yard. Wow. Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. How dare they say Asian <gasps> man this fucking really? racist. Are they saying he's yep. Asian? Is there someone I can write to about this? I mean, what makes them think this guy's Asian? I don't see anything Asian oh, about that picture. Second. I think he looks like he's wearing a fucking Venom mask I'm, from Spider-Man. He's five foot four Asian. He is five foot four. <laughs> 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 oh, you, is there, is there a congressperson I can write to about this? Wow. I'm very upset. I mean, she absolutely needs a 24-hour security and surveillance at her home. There's no question. She's I mean, full she, of shit. She did participate in Black Lives Matters protests, so she at least has yeah. well, garnered that right, guys. And there was a group of poop. I bet you it was Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> well, depending on the smell, you might be able to From tell the that they're because there's just like obvious signs of just like smelling like the buffet when it just comes right through you. And then you're just oh, the, the Pizza Hut the pizza buffet, buffet, too. Nonetheless. Oh, have you guys ever been to a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken that has an all oh, buffet? And I have felt the pain from that oh, it's afterwards. Beautiful. Oh, oh I had eating sports. every single chicken oh, leg in yeah. that thing, and then having to replace them with more chicken legs so I can eat more of them until I hurt. Yeah, no, it was just I'm me driving by it. I had the squirts. I couldn't find a toilet. Now it says several conservative publications have also reported these incidents. The Swan says information was apparently leaked <laughs> to the right wing yeah. media by yeah. Seattle police. <laughs> Causes anal leakage, folks. Now, lastly, to round out the insanity, uh, John Henry, you brought this up before. Uh, Perpetrator left skid mark. Oh, yeah, the human what? skid mark herself. They put out an, a bolo, be on the lookout. Gary hit it on the bunnies. Yeah, we're looking for the skid mark bandits and shit. Remember Home Alone? Anybody? Oh, yes. no? Well, actually, no? um, before we get to this article, too, I just wanted to drag this over so everybody could see. Um, this is what John Henry sent me. And it also happens to be something that we had brought up on the show previously that Hillary, also known as Hillary Clinton, uh, does belong on the uh, kill list of the most kills of any slasher or a famous murderer from horror films. Where the fuck is Freddy? Where's Freddy? Where's Pinhead? Where's Leatherface? They may have. Well, maybe they're under the yeah, number. Yeah, I don't know. We we have to. We may. Is there a congressperson I can write to about this? Well, this was upset. a post from Jack Posobiec, so um, maybe we can. Ask him where Freddy Krueger is. Actually, let's do that as we're on the show. I'll say Chris Graves. Just call him up at two in the morning. (laughs) Graves, tell us about Hatchet. I've never seen that movie. Hatchet was made by uh, a fellow Massachusetts uh, douche like myself, uh, Adam Green, who I've talked to uh, quite a few times. Uh, We both went to Spooky World. We both met Kane Hodder, who played Jason Voorhees through part seven through ten. And he made the movie Hatchet, uh, along with a bunch of other stuff. He was in a 
sitcom that was kind of like the Big Bang Theory, but for horror fans, called uh, Holliston, which is actually close to the town Milford that I was born in, that Johnny Carson, by, by the way, Johnny Carson, in his monologues in the late 1980s, said Milford, Massachusetts was the murder capital at the time. Hey, you uh, got yeah. shit in your head. This is amazing. It's I'm the shit, man. I'm like that Congress lady in Seattle. No you know, one will touch my shit. <laughs> you, you are the so yeah, Hatchet was uh, basically Kane Hodder who played Jason. Adam Green wrote this part. So when Kane got replaced uh, in Freddy vs. Jason, which was a very big injustice for us Kane Hodder fans, he gave him a chance to play Victor Crowley, yet another slasher, but uh, for the Millennium. And uh, I right. got to poop. And uh, speaking of poop, uh, last big piece of shit uh, news is AOC claims constituents... Thanks again, LGBT, <laughs> so she doesn't have to take them seriously. Wow, what a piece of shit! Isn't it amazing? <laughs> the misdirect. Absolutely. What I do really enjoy is I love the uh, the public discourse. I love that when these people are out or they're speaking, that now just the general populace has had enough of their shit and they're calling them out. I really fucking thoroughly enjoy it. And this woman is so fucking devoid of any type of intelligence whatsoever, you know, that she can't even argue her point. You know, it's it's fucking ridiculous. So while they're sitting there chanting and yelling at her, she just sits there and dances and yeah. drinks water. That's because it's it, it's fucking well, John Henry, uh, John Henry, AOC's brother. And you can ask Mr. Donald Jeffries this because we uh, we both did some digging on AOC. Her brother said claims and never retracted it. That her, his sister uh, hit up an ad for uh, to be uh, an acting gig. Oh, guaranteed. For, yeah, yeah. The role that she's in right now. Yeah. 100%. So she possibly she was a fucking bartender and worked at Hot Dog on a Stick. Exactly. That's what Donald Jeffries brought up. Young Hispanic. A hundred percent. It's all a fucking play. It's all a show. You saw how yep. much she's worth now, too. Oh, it's sickening. Yeah, I'm just thinking about a hot dog on a stick. I mean, you got me on. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty uh, good right now, actually. Now, it says here in the article, uh, this is from the post-millennial, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez compared her constituents to members of the Westboro Baptist Church and therefore does not need to take them seriously after a disastrous town hall event on Wednesday. She just learned what Westboro Baptist Church yeah. was. She uh, just called her constituents the God hates fags yeah. people. Exactly people. right. That's exactly yeah. what she did. And, and yeah. uh, gave no examples as to why they are like that, right? You you won't see any of those anywhere because it's complete bullshit, they, right? Protesting military funerals. That's what she just equated her constituents yep. to. And it yep. said AOC wrote, these homophobes we're yelling Westboro Baptist style anti LGBT plus slogans. She doesn't give any examples. But they were smart ass emojis. Yeah, and it too. says, "What do you think but I'm going to do? Take them seriously? If you want to associate with their views, that's your business. But NY14 will always have a champion for LGBTQ plus people on my watch." This is amazing. You're racist. You're homophobic. It's just fucking. That's where they have to go to. You're rather this, or you're a terrorist, or you're something else, or you're race, you're, you're racist. That they have to paint you or label you as something to distract from the fact that they don't know a fucking thing. That they can't be held accountable. Yeah. You can't ask them questions. You can't ask this dumb bitch a question and she can answer honestly. She doesn't know. She doesn't know anything. Yeah, she. 
She's like, I don't want no yeah. scrubs. No, that's literally the attitude. She doesn't want to have a fucking thing to do with these people. She doesn't represent them. She was put into place by dark money and, and people from outside of her district that wanted some sort of democratic control there of this. A casting this call. Yeah. A casting Absolutely. call. And she stirs the pot all the time. The shit pot in this case. But just like uh, she's constantly in the media. This is the shit episode, man. You got to have poop in the title somehow. And I, I won't. We're going to call this one. one the shits. I like it. <laughs> Going down your pant leg. Very true. Gross. But um, I just, uh, these types of people are the type of folks that really convinced me though. And, and going into this week's shout outs that uh, the best thing to do folks, like if we can't get everything back on track and salvage this system by having involvement like these people and standing up for yourself and, you know, actually coming to public meetings like this to, you know, express your concerns and, you know, have your list of you know, demands. You know, if, if the people that can glue themselves and their nutsacks to the VW Museum can have a list of demands, um, you doing this or orderly and, and legally and purposely uh, should be allowed. But this is the type of reaction that you're going to get scrolling back up. You're just going to get somebody dancing in front of you and mocking you because they're not going to do what you ask them to do. They don't represent you. So what do we do? Well, we have to just walk away. Fuck these people. They have no power anymore because they we're, we're taking our, our game somewhere else. We're, we're building a new culture. We're building a new world outside of the influence of this centralized power that we've created. That's the only, the only option that we really have to do this peacefully anymore because they laugh at us. They laugh in our face. From, from the very first article that we put up today about them just shoving the, the shots um, down our throats through, through the means of making it for children of all ages uh, to elude any sort of responsibility and to gain some sort of immunity that will never be able to pursue any type of consequence for the lies, the disgusting fucking lies that resulted in countless amounts of death and destruction and disfigurement amongst people and, 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 and their entire lives. Well, no, the, the types of people that had uh, their sovereignty really taken away from them that are here speaking their minds, they're, they're just being shit on. They're being shit on by people like AOC and the people in the media that support her and all the big uh, companies and banks that support this universal platform, this forced monoculture of this LGBTQ bullshit identity politics garbage that's everywhere. It's in every grocery store. It's on every children's TV commercial and show. It's 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 in the schools. It's in uh, ev- everything in your company, your HR department. All of it, all of it is on one single platform, and it's all from the same fucking people. Tell them to get fucked. Let's build something of our own. And, and somebody that, that brings up that point quite often to give him a huge shout out this week, our friend Vince Agnelli Jr. Um, this is his piece from Substack. He released a, his newsletter uh, this week, too, that was great. But this was about trust equals what now? This is actually about the unusual name of the British PM and its root, its French roots, because we were talking about the French influence on stuff, too, earlier. But it also says it gave birth to the new definition of the word trust. And now the definition of trust, past and present. But... Um, He actually came out with this article, John Henry, before they even announced her resignation. Um, Vince Agnelli is so on top of shit because of his wonderful grasp of history that he can actually judge sort of what's going to happen in the future. Go figure, because history rhymes, right, my friend? I mean, when you know people like this that know so much about our nation's history and the world's history, um, you can kind of see when the punches are coming, right? You just know what's about to happen. 
And, um, you know, thanks to Vince, uh, you know, for, you know, putting this out. And if you haven't yet, definitely go subscribe to him on Substack. Um, uh, I wanted to give a shout out here to also to our friend guard Goldsmith. Could you read yeah, that second? Absolutely. Could you go back. Uh, uh, there's something there for, it uh, reminded me of something that, uh, uh, Chris would like to read. It's, uh, right up there. It's, it's number oh, two. Trust. Right An iron band. Over. Man. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Number, number one, two, number one, <laughs> number, one number two, number one and number two. There you go. To support, strengthen, or. Oh, okay. Yeah. To stiffen. support, strengthen, or stiffen <laughs> by a trust. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Whoa, hey putting now. an iron band yeah. around a lower mast <laughs> i've heard of those I've, I've seen i've seen them in the catalogs but i've never bought one it says an assemblage of I've members as beams <laughs> forming a rigid framework oh, that's a little bit more difficult Remember. yeah those are reserved for the certain clubs that dr fauci has resided in um sorry yeah, alice. yeah lots of cialis there and uh, a device worn to hold a hernia in place yikes that hurts and uh, that brings me or back to a yeah. compact flower or fruit cluster. That's a butter yeah. marijuana. That, that, that's that's probably where I'd like to leave it uh, at that one. That's that uh, on a good note, right? Now it says uh, you said member. member, but uh, yeah. To go back to our friend Gar Goldsmith, though, he put together an awesome oh, uh, clip clown. compilation here of the greatest hits of Fauci and others when it comes to the COVID lies. So be sure to check that out. He does awesome work. Good friend there, guard. And then um, also Fauci. Is that yeah. about Fauci? Douche. douche. Now also uh, uh, speaking of douches, uh, Silas speaks here, talks about our good old friend, Yoval uh, uh, Noah Harari and his plans for us in the future here again. Um, this is an awesome podcast here where he talks about them, con- uh, basically people like Harari and the WF and the, the people that control the money and the perceptions of people in the world uh, being the lords of perception here, as the title says. So awesome conversation. It's a good one to throw on. Um, maybe we're, you know, if you're exercising or going for a long drive, uh, but I definitely caught a lot of great stuff here, especially the references that they kept bringing up uh, regarding music and just how in music, like you have these anomalies, right. Of these people um, in it, like Jimi Hendrix and Miles Davis, people that I'm big fans of too. Um, and just like how there is hope because of all the programming and predictive programming, you know, the trauma based mind control that we talk about here on the show that it does, it does have an impact and it, it goes pretty far for them sometimes, but there's always going to be people sort of like us out there and you listening that are always going to question this stuff, the creative minded people, the critical thinkers, uh, the people that are fr- you know, free to uh, explore in their own minds and have an internal dialogue that they can follow up with, uh, with, with action and communication. Um, so it, it really was an uplifting uh, experience listening to this uh, conversation, but also another uplifting experience we had this week too. And we needed it because there's all kinds of shit going down out there. Hence uh, why this, uh, episode will be called the shits, but uh, this one from uh, Donald Jeffries of his I protest <laughs> show. Uh, he interviewed John Bush from uh, the Freedom Cells uh, this past week, and also John Bush has his own show, which you can follow along with too, I believe. Uh, but originally thought he was talking to the uh, the ex singer of yeah, Amprex. yeah. They, they, they do share uh, some similarities in name there, but uh, with when it comes to what John Bush was talking about, though, with uh, Getting back to like, and this is why I brought this up several times on the show this week, is that getting back to a localized, controllable, scaled down type of way of life um, and not having like these giant centralized powers with no accountability sounds like a great fucking idea to me. And this guy's actually pursuing it. He has other people in his life that are 
you know, he's networking with when it comes to anything from uh, actually do meeting their local butcher, <laughs> you know, and, and developing relationships with them. So you have like a source <laughs> of food. Um, so also like working with each other to, um, you know, devise ways of uh, bartering or different forms of economics. Uh, he talked about, you know, keeping things like gold and silver. And he also talked a little bit about cryptocurrency. So there, it was a very diverse conversation, went to a lot of great different places. And then Don followed it up after uh, John dropped off the stream with uh, some dialogue with the uh, the chat and the audience here on Rockfin. And um, I got to say, I, I've been listening to a lot of the shows here recently that are on Rockfin from uh, our friends uh, filling in on the David Knight show, you know, people like Tony Arterburn hosting uh, the David Knight show. And so it has Gard Goldsmith. Uh, but then following along with all the stuff on America Unplugged over there, including our friend Chris, uh, Chris Graves, you can find on a lot of those shows. And uh, I believe soon Gary McBride will be appearing on another one of those as well. Um, so it's just it's a it seems like a great place uh, for people to create our type of content to be. And we've considered being, um, you know, going towards live streaming more or less in this next upcoming year. So. We are really looking to develop a, a, a new platform for ourselves here in Rockfin pretty soon, folks. So uh, definitely, if you're on Rockfin, be on the lookouts for the new prisoners to be on there. And um, lastly, I wanted to um, point to this uh, this on, that you can find on Twitter. This is from Chris Villick uh, from Canada. Whistleblower accused by abused, I'm sorry, by the government. Uh, these are the folks that I was talking about earlier, the folks that I will be interviewing tomorrow with our friend Lisa Blanger. Uh, that is uh, Dale Richardson there, the HVAC and um, engineer, very, very intelligent sounding person um, and very cordial to in dealing with him, very professional um, of all the people I've dealt with, probably one of the most cordial and professional people. Um, when you hear about what happened to him, you will be outraged then, um, especially you know just with his kind demeanor and everything, what happened to him and his daughter, Keisha who's pictured here. Um, and then also the person in the middle, uh, Robert Cannon, who's an accountant and friend of theirs that was also dragged into this too. Uh, but, um, and also folks, I just want to leave this up here uh, for a second before we go back to the panel for final thoughts. Uh, I wanted to pull this up because this is the uh, Cash App QR code for Mr. Chris Graves. I will leave this up on the, on the screen for you so you can rather pause it or take the time to uh, scan that code in or go to your Cash App. And, um, Give, give a, a small donation. Buy our friend Chris Gaze a drink uh, for all the hard work that he puts in here on the show. Uh, the dude deserves it, and um, he's out in L.A. pursuing a dream. So we all want to support our, our friends and you know the pe uh, people here that contribute to the show and, and going after those things. Because really, when we talk about you know the, the spiritual war here on the show, I, I talk about it a lot being generational. And the works that we create in life, you know, whether they be podcasts like this or movies, you know, they all have an impact on people that can last well beyond our lifetimes. And the dream that our friend Chris Graves has to go out there and produce uh, you know, one of the next great horror movies of, of, of our time is something that could last well beyond our time. And it's also something that we need in our culture right now. We, we need good films made by good people. Uh, we, we need independent you know, companies, especially making content um, that we can support and get behind too that isn't controlled by conglomerate assholes uh, and shitbags like we've seen before. Douches, if you will. You know, so... <laughs> I I also have a, a PayPal thing too, but if, would you think I was prepared and we actually have it? No, but I appreciate that, uh, Six, very much. It, it actually does 
it just touched touched me that you're you're able to do this uh for me it's not something that i'm comfortable with to be honest but but also our friend gary too need you know needs a lot of support too with his very important work so i i really appreciate you bringing that up no problem man. Well, and i'll switch you back. and john you and john henry seriously well, I'll switch back to the panel for for that and final thoughts. But you know, just uh, with with adding your guys' uh, donation links to um, all the descriptions of my videos and clips that I release throughout the week now, uh, I hope that that helps get the point across too to the audience that you know what we do here uh, that we we feel I think we all view these things sort of as a public good or a calling, and I think John Henry would agree with me on that. You know, and what we we've, we've been talking about lately, John Henry and I too is that, you know, our purpose here, it has been helping people, you know, it's that we're not doing this for fame or fortune. We're not doing it for the clicks. We're not doing it for the subscribers, even though we appreciate you all viewing and, and, and subscribing and coming back each week and participating with us in the comments and stuff like that. That's all great. But like the stuff that we get to do that just like takes us back sometimes where I really just, I just sit on my couch and just stare out into space thinking, man, what did I get myself into when it, when it comes to just being able to help random people that I've met, you know, so far doing this, you know, and if I can help my friends out, if I can help the people out that, you know, have contributed a lot to these shows and have made these shows a lot of fun, you know, the past few months too, uh, since we've started collaborating together, um, I, w- I would want people to, you know, be able to donate if they want. And that's the thing. Like if you find this stuff, like I said, if you find it valuable and you got a few extra dollars to help out and you know, it's going to go towards something good. This is where you're, you're going to get paid back for it in, in dividends in the future because of the content that's going to be created. The stuff that we share, the stuff that we talk about. And then also too, you know, Chris, the, the stuff that we've, we've talked about too in past episodes about, you know, just whether it be the, the horror movie genre or just movies themselves of how we, we, we need those mutually assured distractions, right? You know, sometimes that life gets a little too dark and just like, even as much as I love, you know, talking about these topics and sharing these conversations with you as friends, it's just that there's times in my life where I just need to unwind and just watch something fun. And if you can create something like that, that just brings people up and makes their lives better, something that just brings them joy, you know, that that's you folks out there. If you're contributing to that, you're contributing to something good. If you're you know, contributing to the work that, of these people. That, that, yeah. That's what I've, uh, my whole life since I was six years old. Yeah. Six. That's <laughs> so all I wanted to do is, uh, you know, I mean, people can look at it like, Oh, it's just bullshit. You throw away stuff. But if you can distract someone from the horrors of our world, just for maybe an hour and a half at a, at a clip, then you, you did something, you know, and if it's something that if you create something like, I'm not saying I'll be able to do that, but if you can create something that la- outlasts you. I mean, what, what better way to leave your mark? Like for, you know, people of the future, even, you know, and I'm, I'm not even saying myself, but, I mean, I have the capability. I'm not tearing myself down, but I'm also not elevating myself to like legends that, you know, have left behind great art. And I think the whole purpose for art is like the, just to show the human condition and to entertain and to distract when distraction is, is needed from, like I said, from the horrors of propaganda and the horrors of powers that be and, 
and I'll shut up now. Well, no, I mean, I, I, th- I think that's beautiful, man, because like we, we do like w- when we were talking about earlier, like the Silas Guthier video and then bringing up people like Jimi Hendrix and Miles Davis. I really yeah. wish you would have said, what was that, Chris? You just, oh, cut yeah, out. yeah. Yeah. Every time you say something eloquent, you usually drop out. So like, this is, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you guys yeah. didn't hear what I had to say earlier <laughs> to uh, my, the, Come my on, dear. Six, my, you got to lo- take full advantage of those opportunities. The love of my life. I, I laid out the whole groundwork <laughs> for the next 20 years. And you heard all that, right? And what I'm going to name my firstborn and my second. You heard that, right, Gary? <laughs> that is a great scene. Like uh, if you're going to keep that, like th- that, that gimmick for a movie, where somebody just lays out their entire uh-huh. like gimmick for life. a movie. That's my fucking life all the time, it. man. Gotta use it then. <laughs> it's meant to be. Like if it happens to you all the time too, like you just you you have to honor it by putting it in a movie somewhere where just a guy like spills out his entire guts to somebody but then realizes he wasn't connected. <laughs> I do that weekly. And then I go back and you guys are like, what'd you say? And I'm like, oh, God, but can can you just promise me this one yes. thing, guys? Would I be able to uh, when we do the final? Well, we're doing the yeah. final thoughts. Would I be able to like take one minute and please don't cut me no. out? <laughs> okay, oh, I'll shut fine. up now. But Thanks. um, I'll I'll go to you, Gary, to see um, did did you have any final thoughts for this week or anything? You got some stuff coming up, don't you? You got some interviews going on in the next week and some things uh, happening there. Monday and Tuesday. Heck yeah. And can you can you announce uh, which? I just have some video sent. Are you allowed to announce which shows that you're going to be on? Uh, this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Monday, uh, eleven in the morning. I don't know if that's going to when it's going to be out though. That's Billy awesome. Valentine. Awesome, Billy Ray Valentine from. Oh, Americon that worked Club. out. Yeah. He he did. Get, he 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 finally reached out to you, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Gramerica is that available yet? I meant to. Ask? I've already been on that one. Oh yeah, yeah but I mean, it's out. It, is it posted? Okay, yeah, we'll have cool. to find right. that and uh, yeah. share it and post it. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, Tuesday at 9 a.m. is uh, Alpha Warrior. And then Tuesday at noon is Grant Stinchfield. Nice. And then I'll drink a beer. And All right. Work. Well, it's going to be a busy week, man. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome that you're getting that kind of uh, press exposure and stuff and from some channels that not only I've heard of, but also some channels that we're, you know, we're, we're friendly with. So that, that's awesome that, uh, you know, people are having you on to talk about this type of stuff. And I, I've, I've liked the content that uh, our friend Chris Graves has done in the past with Billy Ray Valentine. You get, you guys had an amazing uh, conversation about uh, Kurt Cobain, uh, which, you know, part, partly led to our idea of having that rock and roll conspiracy show that we did, which is tearing it up on bit shoot. That is one of our most watched videos of all time, I have to say. So it's awesome that people took to that episode so much and love it. And I'm- that that was the first thing I ever really did besides calling into Don's show. It was uh, Billy Ray invited me to do this thing. It was first uh, actual kind of, yeah, actual interview and on camera all at the same time. It was all started and with I heard Billy that Ray. Billy Ray is a big wrestling fan, so he and I are going to have to talk wrestling and conspiracies at some point. We're going to have to make that happen. I brought that up Heck to him. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, I'll keep yeah. pushing it. And then um, let's, let's see, uh, Miss Grace, did you want to have any final thoughts and any plugs for the things that you're up to this next week? Yeah, I'm going to get uh, kind of serious for a second here. No, you know, I was uh, bantering on about fecal matter, you know, the last three <laughs> hours, but 
I just want to say that to uh, someone that has basically kept me going in a lot of, during probably, de- I have to say, decades of a lot of darkness and various degrees, but I just want to say to uh, to Jen, because um, I know she'll pro- she'll eventually hear this, but the last two, the last uh, ten years wasn't all for nothing. In that, um, I'm busting my ass right now, and I am proud as hell of what you're trying to accomplish too. And that I know that down the line, you know, no matter how long it it's already taken and how long it will take, but we definitely we have a goal, and we're gonna get these these couple of movies off the ground. I know it in my heart, and I'm I'm so glad that you you stuck by me even you know the last year has has not been the easiest but you mean more to me than you know i think you already know how much you mean to me but even that i don't think you even really know but and i'm sorry that i let other people get in the way of our dream and that i'm here and i'll i gotta rent a car you know the whole deal and even if I end up losing that if I got to walk the streets of LA and whatever, I'm not going to leave you again. And I'm going to make this work. And I've dreamt about this for my whole life and we're going to make it work. And, And I'm so glad that you didn't throw me away. Like yesterday's garbage. Like I felt like a whole bunch in the last year because we had our, our issues, but, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm so glad that I've met you and that you've been in my life and that, and that uh, I'm putting everybody to sleep right now. So, <laughs> Jen, I'm just glad you exist and that our paths not only crossed, but I feel like we're going to be there to, at the end too. So, and for you guys, you uh, you're giving me uh, something to look forward to every weekend, and uh, I appreciate that as well. Uh, John Henry, Gary Six, uh, I really appreciate what you do, and that you include me in uh, you include me in this. We believe yeah, in man. you, buddy. You're an awesome friend. Yeah, you you guys are too. And uh, sorry to go off script there. Not that we have a script. Oh, no, but no, you're I, good. I, I would hate to I even see I, such I a got thing. A little what re- the hell would our script even look I like? Go- <laughs> yeah, seriously, you gave mess, me a yeah. trevor. Yeah. <laughs> I fecal matter on the front of a yes, house. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it would look like. John Henry, usually you're the, the you're the act the hard act to follow when it comes to like deep emotional you know, type of speeches on this show. They usually have to come in afterwards and be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to say. But uh, what, what do you have to say for final thoughts this week after all this? Um, you know, a couple things. Well, thank you, Chris, for for wrapping up with that. And yeah, I just want to kind of yeah, let me let me jump on on the back end of that a little bit. A couple things, really. One, it's so fucking critical that we let people know how important they are to us, right? And, you know, and, and Gary and Chris, man, how, how important both you guys are to yeah. us here because we all keep each other going. And, 
when you think about all the stress and frustration that we have in this world, man, having somebody just say, hey, I fucking appreciate you. You know, and in my world is a better place because you exist is just so incredibly important. And I, and I think, in, in my opinion anyway, you know, that's genuinely the greatest thing that you can ever give somebody. It's so much more than material shit. It's just that gratitude. Just say, hey, man, I fucking love you. You know, you're you're a person in my life that makes a difference and and keeps me going. So I appreciate that Chris shared that, man. And, and that's yeah. just, that's really important. And, and the other thing too is, you know, um, there's no thanks necessary, you know, for us having you on every single week. And we all look forward to this. And I think that's one of the other most critical pieces of life, man. You think about people that go through every single day, not looking forward to anything and not really having an expectation or a hope or a goal to attain or an accomplishment that they're fighting for just it, to get a fucking win. We have to look forward to things. Um, and for those of you that are out there that maybe you're a little bit lost, ask yourself, do you have something that you're looking forward to? Do you have something that's gratifying? Or are you just getting through every fucking day? Because the weight of the world stacks up really fast if that's how you're living your life. And if you don't have something that you're fighting for and you don't have something that you're looking forward to, go find something. That, listen, for us to look forward to having these conversations, this is free. Yeah, it takes time, but that's okay because we're dedicating our, our time to, at least as we see it, a noble cause, right? Can we help people? Can we motivate people? Can we, can we make people happy? Can we pull them out of a fucking dark spot that maybe you're sitting there struggling because nobody in the world seems to understand your thoughts or opinions or feelings on, on the current state of affairs or, um, you know, just things in general, man, you know, that community is really, really important. So have something to look forward to. And if you don't find something to look forward to, because that's where life becomes rewarding and, um, and it's purposeful, you know, and, and that's, um, yeah, man, that's, that's so absolutely imperative that you have things like that in your life, man, and keep fighting. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. We haven't really got much into this. I know we talked about it lately, but we're a couple of weeks out from the midterms. I'm looking forward to that. You know, and I, and I hope that it pans out the way um, that we all want it to, because we need a change of trajectory. We need to get back into a world that has a fucking moral compass and, and some, some type of semblance of sanity. Because as we go through these articles and we have these conversations every single week, I just find myself sitting here shaking my head, asking myself, how did we get here? How did we get here? Right. And, um, you know, you have that quote, man, the only thing necessary for evil to prevail is when good men do nothing. And that, that's, that's something that's important to understand. And, and I think that there's a lot of a good and great men and women that are fighting really hard to, to change our direction as a country. And, and damn it, as a, as a human race, as all people, wanting freedom, right? Wanting the ability to live happy lives, not be in fear that our children are going to be mutilated or injected with some type of toxic fucking poison we don't want that man so have something to look forward to help get out there and help man if there's somebody that you believe in in these elections help them guys we got a couple weeks left man and, and to me this is this is probably going to be the most important midterm election cycle no it's not probably it is the most fucking important midterm election cycle of our lives you've seen where this world has gotten to you've seen how they They've militarized fucking government and media 
and, and they're coming after all of us, man. And we have got to stand up and fight. So get out there, have a purpose, have something to look forward to. If there's candidates you believe in or people that you know that are fighting for candidates you believe in, tell them you fucking appreciate them. Tell them, man, that's amazing that you're taking the time away from your loved ones and your family to do the right thing and fight for what you believe in. Have that purpose, man. Um, appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody for coming back and listening. But it just just hearing the conversation and educating yourself, not that everything we do is educational, <laughs> to say the very least. Um you know, we talked about feces for 43% of the show today, but that being said, right. It's, um, it's, there's a point behind all of it, man. So educate yourself guys, you know, and, and get out there and use it, man, because knowledge is power. And when you look at it, they're trying to take our knowledge away from us above all else. They want us to be ignorant. They want us to be oblivious. And when we are, that's how we're easily manipulated. And unfortunately we see that in so many people around us. So fighting a good fight appreciate the hell out of all you guys and uh i want to say i love you to everybody out there especially you knuckleheads and knowing is half the battle and you know what i actually did get cut off when i was telling i was telling you guys how much i loved you for including me every week and then i realized i was cut off and i was like what the fuck you're gonna have to have an extra cam well, on you know, graves moments just to capture the reaction you know graves when you when you say knowing is half the battle you know what the other half is violence. not shooting in a bowl <laughs> <laughs> violence oh just violence, don't yeah. be violent everybody <laughs> no, no, just no watch violence. a lot of violence like we did as kids the atm dun 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 i love yeah. that shit. in the 80s where violence <laughs> solved everything <laughs> yeah yeah in night court uh, was real I, justice I, I tell you what if they brought back Good the crew days. from night court and had them take over just like the justice system it would probably run a hell of a lot more f- efficiently even if just the, every, everything fun, on richard it's Mall. funny you say that they did <laughs> Richard Mole wrote back to me. He was a sweetheart. He he signed a thing. I was sending you the the auto, the autograph oh, and everything. Awesome. He says, "I'll see you." He goes, "Chris, I'll see you in court." Richard Mole, and it was like a, it was like a, a studio uh, photo from him as awesome Mole show. Awesome from show. Court. Yeah, but wh- where did I get cut off? Because I I literally no, did what you, you said. Six. I went into a soliloquy <laughs> about how important you guys are after the whole Jen thing. I don't even I know, know where I got you cut actually, off. I think you got most of your shit out, and then when John Henry started talking, that's when you dropped off. So you missed like the beginning of John Henry oh. explaining that yes, you are a cool friend to have around. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Ah, oh, I, oh, I sure that would have made me cry too. Oh, well, fuck. that's okay because as we round uh, <laughs> things out. When the world is going to shit, when everything is the shits, get yourself some friends like these folks because it makes it a hell of a lot more bearable. So until we meet again and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to the new prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brideon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us, and remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email number 6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. 
And you can also donate to The New Prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support. There you can make a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. We also have a subscribe star where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the hyphen new hyphen prisoners. Or you could donate US dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners. <laughs>